afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, July the 15th, 2021. It's another Technical Alpha Podcast. Glad you guys could be with us here today. If you're here live, welcome on over. If you've never been here before, uh, we're a small nudist colony uh, promoting the good works of uh, the Lord and Savior Spaghetti Monster. <coughs> if you'd uh, like to stick around, we'll uh, tell you why you should uh, join us. Also, we talk about video games, television, uh, and anything else that we can think of uh, while relating as much of that to phallic objects as humanly possible. And we hope that that's entertaining in some way, shape, or form to the five people still listening to this podcast after all this time. we got another great show lined up for you for today. <laughs> oh, it's sad but true. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> got another great show lined up for you today. Well, there's a fair amount of news rolled in here in the last 24 hours, so we got you know yeah. we got some so let's stuff. Stick, let's let's stick to the big stuff here. I don't I, th- this well, what you well, got going on here. This is fucking well, don't, insanity. Don't don't worry, don't worry. Most of this Jesus is just Christ. Uh, there's man. Not a, there's let's not, talk about the shit that people want to hear about because there's big news. Well, so let's fucking talk yes, about we're going to talk. Shit, we're going to talk about that shit. I'm not going to go into depth on all this. I'm just like most of this stuff is. I just Holy I just meant I just mentioned that it exists. There is there. literally ten thousand. There's there's literally ten thousand words here. Adam's got written up. Uh, got to make up for it when the uh, the the movie segment has nothing. But yeah, there's not very there's not very much. Some of this stuff is literally just mentioning uh, that it's a thing. For example, well, actually no. Oh, whoa, whoa! You almost fucked me up. You almost got me off my rhythm, Mister Black. Yep, yep. I have to ask you the yep. most important question of the week. How was your week? It's another week, man. It was another week. I uh, low-key became a part-time streamer in the last week. So, you know, took some days off, relaxed, got some sun. Well, I'm sure that's going to put a real big dent in your 400-hour streaming month. Uh, So, you know, (laughs) did that, went to the zoo. Um, Been been exercising, which has been nice. So I've been doing like 5 to 10K a day. That 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 makes one of us. That's good. Um... Outside of that, nothing. Putting a house up on the market uh, next week on Monday. Exciting. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's all that's happened. Thrilling. Same shit, different story. Amazing. Um, for me, it was, uh, I got my 5.0, my 5G update rolled mm. through. Uh, mm. So I got that. That was last When was that? That was on Monday. Monday? Monday. Monday. Um, and so I've been more or less just dealing with the aftermath of that. Um, I got it early in the day. It was uh, like 11 in the morning or some shit. And I came home and I streamed for like 11 hours. And I didn't feel, I felt fine. I didn't have any issues. Felt, felt fine. And then I, uh... Uh, went to bed that night or whatever. And as with most things, as soon as you sleep and your body actually decides to do stuff, you know, is when you start to feel, uh, the side effects. So I woke up at, uh, oh, was it six, six or six thirty? I think in the morning, uh, and had, had some chills, had, uh, not like wild chills or anything. I also had a fan blowing on me. That didn't help. Uh, but, uh, had some chills and, uh, a little bit of the, of the body ache. So I just got up and took one Tylenol. 
Nothing crazy. Just enough to take the edge off to go back to bed. Uh, and then the rest of that day after I got up was basically just that. It was just body aches. The chills never really came back. It was just body aches. Uh, like a, basically felt like a flu, like a low grade mm. flu, nothing, nothing too wild, but enough that I didn't want to work. So I just sat on the couch and was bored, uh, for most of the day. Uh, and then <clears throat> the following day after that, the, uh, despite only getting like four hours of sleep cause I had to go pick up M, no more body aches, nothing, all that was gone. Uh, and, uh, uh, all I was left with was kind of like a really low like background headache and uh fatigue and that's kind of where I'm still at now so that's this is the day after that and uh, that's kind of where I'm still at now I'm just tired yesterday I was going to try and stream because I was feeling so good sitting on the couch and I was so fucking bored I was like my god this, I can't I can't sit on this couch another day I need to fucking do uh. something and so like I did a little test run where I got up and I was at my desk here uh for about an hour hour and a half and, uh, I just, I was just tired after an hour and a half and I was like, oh, well I can't, I'm, I'll turn the stream on. I'll be streaming for 45 minutes. Uh, you know, as soon as I start talking loud and I'm energetic and shit, I'm going to be dead. So I'm just going to get back on the couch and be bored. So that's what I did. I went back on the couch, uh, and, and hung out. Um, and, uh, and that was fine. You know, Emma was sleeping the day away because she had just got off her like three or whatever back shifts. So I played Astro's, uh, Astro's Playroom or whatever. It's the game that comes with the PS5. It's that little one that, like, it's basically a, a, a tech demo for their new controller, more okay. or less. It's a platformer. Uh, if you've never seen any video of it, uh, it's a platformer, uh, and you go through, you're basically inside, like, a console-type thing, and there are, uh, f- I think, like, five total zones it was. Uh, and uh, all, I, honestly, legit, it's a good. fucking good video game. <laughs> It's a fucking good video game. It's really good. Uh, it's simple, but it's like good simple. It's like you don't need every game to be fucking super complicated. It's just a really good, solid platformer that has a lot of features that you wouldn't expect. Like, for example, they've got, after you go through zones, they it unlocks two um, time trial uh, areas from the, like those individual zones. One is like a pure platformer, which is just you with Astro, and then the other one is the more controller-specific segment for that zone. So, like, for example, one is like you're a mechanical monkey, and you're you're climbing up, but you're using uh, the triggers uh, and moving the controller to move the arms and stuff like that, uh, for example. Or there's one where you're a ball, and you're using the trackpad to move move yourself as the ball. Uh, and so I, yeah, so I, I spent some time doing, like, time trials there, trying to get the best times, because I was just bored as fuck. Uh, but really good game, so I played some of that. And other than that, today, same thing, um, I'm a little less tired. The, the podcast will be a really good gauge as to how well I'm doing, because we'll be up on my feet for a couple hours, and talking loud, and, and whatever, and, and using my energy up, and we'll see how I feel. Uh, but so far, that's pretty much it. It was body aches mild the world's most mild headache like enough of a, like just reminding you that you had a brain kind of headache uh and then just fatigue just you're just tired you're you're, you're just tired not like super exhausted but tired enough that you wouldn't want to do anything uh, you, you might be okay if you like sit at your desk and do your stream uh whereas i have to stand i was just like an hour and a half in yeah, no. i was done so um but uh but yeah so nothing crazy to uh, to get, uh, all up about some people though. It's funny. Some people, 
uh, like my mod Fox, he was out on his ass, like dead, dead after his second. Um, and, or you could be like my parents, both of which had literally zero, nothing. Dad came home, did yard work, woke up the next day at six o'clock in the morning, did more yard work the whole day. Absolutely zero symptoms whatsoever. Same with mom, which is probably good because they have to take care of my grandmother. So that was a bonus. But, uh, yeah, you never know what you're going to get. It's like a fucking box of chocolates out there. You get that fucking back, second backs, wake up the next day and find out what you get. Let's talk about some video game stuff, Mr. Black, shall we? Final Fantasy 16. It's the one that a lot of people like myself are looking forward to, mostly because Nomura doesn't have a hand on it. Uh, and uh, Yoshi P, I believe, is instead the man closer to the top of that food chain. Uh, and so it's something to actually look forward to. Uh, we got a little bit of information, very minor. Main scenario is completed, and the English voice recording is almost done, but they're still not entirely sure if they're going to have something put together uh, for us to see at the Tokyo Game Show. Um, but there's hope yet. I'm sure we'll at least see, like, maybe another trailer, but I think what they're talking about is whether or not they'll have something playable for Tokyo Game Show, which uh, we'll have to wait and, and see about. But I'm excited to see more of that because the first trailer was legit. I don't know if you remember even what was in that first trailer. It's been so long now since we watched yeah. it. Um, but uh, but definitely looked like it wasn't Edgelord anime, which was the first thing that made me happy. I just mm. I don't I don't need my my Final Fantasy to continue to be Edgelord anime. So uh, I've got I've got great great hopes. Mr. Black, enormous Twitch drama! Whoa! Huge! Man with 100 viewers raids a woman's stream who gets excited about the fact that she got stream uh, or raided by 100 viewers, but then passes the raid on because she was just finishing her stream. This happens all the time. It's the raider's curse. You gotta call it. So you're always gonna raid somebody literally in the last 35 seconds of that person's stream. And normally, most people would be like, yeah, that's cool, that's awesome, let's pass those viewers on. But no, this man was mad, Jeff. He was angry. He was angry that the viewers weren't staying at the very specific female, which I guess he was trying to impress. <laughs> so, so he got upset about it. He got, a, he got a little upset eating his spaghetti. He said he's going to ruin her. Play with me, and I'll ruin you. <laughs> you ain't that you ain't that guy bro you ain't that guy bro. <laughs> you ain't that guy i saw right. that video not the other day like somebody used it as a reaction meme you ain't that guy bro something like that <laughs> something like that you ain't that guy man uh after she showed this to her stream later on he threatened legal action there you go man hey i don't think he knows how any of this works i don't think so it's okay though <laughs> it's okay Lauren. it's all right He'll he's survive. got, he's Kate. Look, bro, he's got more streamers and more viewers than I do at this point. He's a bigger, he's a big time player in the, in the pool now. He knows, he knows what's up. Proving something we've known for a while now. After uh, a crack removed the Denuvo DRM from Resident Evil Village, that's the most recent game. Uh, the game runs substantially better. So this has been something we've known for a while that the Denuvo, um, uh, which is like the anti-piracy, it's the, uh, uh, application. For whatever reason, and I don't know, I know there's a video that somebody described or explained why it hurts performance so much, but it, it crushes performance for whatever reason. Uh, so this is just another example of that. A crack removes it, and the, the frame rate, like, quite literally basically doubles. 
losing losing half of your game's performance just so that they could make sure that you legally obtained that copy. You know what the number one way is to convince people to buy your game, Jeff? Make sure that the legal version is the worst possible version of that game to play. Well, they did sell four point something million copies, so they did. They did. I think that's mostly because a lot of people are obviously not playing at the higher end of the uh, spectrum on the PC. So the where you'd notice the most of this frame rate loss is if you're running higher resolutions, obviously, or if you're using ray tracing. Um, then you know, then you'd have like a huge fucking uh, issue with it. But, uh, but yeah, either way. Shoutouts to uh, DRM for continuing to uh, to fuck on everyone, uh, needlessly. However, I will say this: having played and 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 finished and reviewed that game, the honestly, the ray tracing in that game is completely unnecessary. Like, don't even don't don't think that it's going to make the game look that much better. It just flat out doesn't. I went through, I went to like several different zones and I turned ray tracing on and off, and I literally and I stare at video fucking and I'm the biggest asshole on earth with video. And I struggled. If you A-B tested that in front of me and didn't tell me when it was on and off, I'd probably still be like, you know that picture of like the black, the black woman girl? <laughs> I mean, I'd be struggling to see any fucking difference. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fucking, uh, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, I'd just leave that shit off and save yourself like fucking 80 frames <laughs> a second uh, on that. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, most, uh, known for, uh, I always say this because it's the only way people remember what it is if they, if they don't follow the game specifically. It's the one most known for being spooky that, like, launched that girl's entire fucking development career for saying that. Uh, yeah, so, that got delayed until early 2022. They just announced that here the other day. Um, not surprising. That was, like, one of those games that was in that kind of COVID envelope. So, I'm sure that that, uh, that played a pretty massive role in it. Uh, as well, so uh, big shocker there. But yeah, early 2022 for uh, for more spooky. Here we go, Mr. Black. This is one of the big the big heavy hitters this week. Oh, Super Smash Bros. Eat your heart out. Nickelodeon's coming for that ass. Nickelodeon All Star Brawl was announced this week, Mr. Black, coming this fall to last gen and current gen consoles. I uh, want to throw down is Nigel Thornberry versus Danny Phantom and the Ninja Turtles. You can do that, Jeff. Not really that interested. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are. <laughs> the amount of Nigel Thornberry memes circulating the internet right now. Well, they're smashing, Mr. Black. Legitimately, this, I, these are my own notes. This is my own take on this. This legitimately has a chance of being a great game, having watched uh, the trailer. And the fact that they have so much material to pull from so many characters, so much material. Uh, if there was going to be something that came out with like a brawler type thing, this is definitely, uh, uh, you know, a group of properties in which you could easily pull that off with proper support and simply a functioning online multiplayer, which smash brothers does not have, uh, they would be doing real well. And I think this is actually going to sell pretty well. Uh, they, in fact, also already noted that their online code is rollback-based, which is exactly what the Smash community has been screaming at Nintendo to fucking put together uh, for a long time. And after hearing about it for so long, the boys over there at Smash Bros. HQ came out and bitterly said, 
we just don't think rollback all that fucking hot. Our delay base is the shit, so stop asking for it. Dot Japan. And everyone said, you're a fucking idiot, you don't know what rollback is even is. And then he just went off into the distance and continued to fucking Everybody not do it. Everybody said, you're a fucking idiot, but here, take my money anyway, because... Yeah. Because it's, you smash. What is your other option? Smash. You're gonna keep fucking buying your shit. You still hope your that it's better. Is Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. <laughs> I'm in. I, bro, I'm in. I would... I, Nigel Thornberry versus anyone. I'm in. Make it happen. But yeah, it's got rollback for its uh, online, which, uh, for any platform that supports it, so there might be some that don't support that. Uh, but rollback. And then there's a PC version coming as well. But rollback doesn't mean that it will substantially feel better than Smash's delay-based netcode, for example. Uh, which I just mentioned the team bitterly, and I mean bitterly in an interview, uh, doubled down on. Uh, it's confirmed launch roster so far. I will pull this up. Uh, if you want to know what rollback versus delay-based is, I can't remember the YouTuber that did it, but there is a very, very fucking comprehensive video that will tell you exactly why you want a game like this and Smash to have rollback uh, based netcode versus delay based. Uh, where's this list? So this is just what's in the trailer, I think, but uh, which you can, you can of course watch, but this is what's popped up if you don't want to watch it. Danny Phantom, that's got a lot of the, the youths happy, Jeff. That was a cartoon that was after our time by a few years. Helga from Hey Arnold, that was in our pocket though. Leonardo, of course, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as well as Michelangelo. Uh, Lincoln Loud from The Loud House. Lucy Loud from The Loud House. Nigel Thornberry is the one that everyone in the world is fucking talking about because it's fucking Nigel Thornberry. Ablina from Ah Real Monsters. That was a fire show as well. Patrick from uh, SpongeBob as well as SpongeBob himself. Powdered Toast Man from Ren and Stimpy. Reptar from Rugrats. That's fire. Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob as well. And Zim from Invader Zim, which is also pretty dope. And I suspect that if some of these characters are in it, then more than one character from some of these shows are going to show up. Like, um, like if Zim is in it, for example, then I'm sure fucking, uh, what's the, um, oh my god, what's his name? The little fucking alien bro that's with Zim. Um, I think it starts with a G. Anyway, it's a great fucking concept in that all you need to do to have a good brawler, really, is a big enough catalog of characters to pull from. Gur, that's his name. A big, a, lot, a, big, a big enough catalog of characters to pull from. Nickelodeon has a fucking enormous catalog to pull from to bring, uh, to bring characters uh, into, the, uh, into the fold. So, uh, short of them just really making the fighting dog shit, there's a, a good chance that this does relatively well. So, I'm, I'm going to follow this a little more closely than, uh, than some and see how it all, even though I'm not going to likely play it because I'm a terrible fighting game player, but I'm very intrigued with how it all uh, comes together. Because if there's something that I'd love to see, an esports scene in the fighting game community for Nickelodeon All-Stars, let's do it. I want Doug. Okay, so lots of people asked for Doug. Here's the problem. You're going to have to go toe-to-toe with the House of Mouse for Doug because they own Doug now. So... While Doug originally aired on Nickelodeon, Disney now owns the one of the greatest fucking intro songs of all time. And unfortunately, Quail Man uh, along with it. So that's unfortunately uh, not likely to uh, to happen. 
following that, oh yes, right, this could, could have gone along with my other Final Fantasy news, I meant to put all this in a single block, but Final Fantasy XIV, Mr. Black, already a pretty popular game, second only really to World of Warcraft, uh, for a long while now, uh, it's on an enormous surge, I don't know if you've noticed this on Twitch, uh, but I mean, Asmongold by himself has been pulling down over 100,000 viewers a day playing Final Fantasy XIV, doing these new raids. Damn. Yeah, big big dick energy. 100,000 on an MMO is no joke. So uh, anyway, it's already, ha- even before Asmongold been doing that, and obviously that has uh, an effect on it, Final Fantasy XIV was on a major uptick earlier in uh, the last couple of weeks, breaking their concurrent um, player records twice in a single week uh, from as far as the Steam reports are concerned. Um, however, obviously, Asmongold doing this and uh, the rest of the, you know, the Twitch guys that jump on it and pushing a lot of uh, new players in as well uh, is a factor, but it's so popular that it's actually, it's actually managed to digitally sell out because they, they only have an X, you know, X number of CD keys or, or, or game keys uh, to roll with, um, more than likely because they don't want the servers to be over capacity. Uh, you know, they're already mostly at capacity, and now even free trial players that are, they have, you know, they have free trial up to level 60 or some shit, some fucking huge long free trial, are having a hard time getting into the games now because everything's just maxed. The game has just, like, hit an all-time popularity high. And some of this is also coming from the fact that 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 there's more and more people stepping away from World of Warcraft. <laughs> and the game that they're falling, you know, they're falling into, like they step away from their old drug habit and they fall into a new one, uh, is, seems to be Final Fantasy XIV. And so, uh, yeah, just an absolutely massive surge for, uh, for them. And, uh, you know, having played Final Fantasy XIV a fair amount, you know, not in big in terms of MMO numbers, but I mean, I've probably played about 60, 60 or 70 hours worth of, of 14. Um, it's just better than World of Warcraft. Pretty much in every way possible. With the only thing that I can come up with being you're just a, your affinity for the property itself. You, you, like, you like the Warcraft shit more than Final Fantasy, like in terms of like maybe the visual or you just like the lore more or whatever. You're like, you're attached to that brand. But like as a game... I'm not even sure how you're supposed to make a, an argument for World of Warcraft over top of Final Fantasy XIV at this point. And I think that this recent surge and the exodus uh, that's been happening with World of Warcraft starting to actually back that up. And we all know that Blizzard hasn't exactly been batting 500 with Blizzard properties here for a while, so, so that's not perhaps uh, surprising regardless. But yeah, that was... the. When I noticed that, I, I, like when I went on the other day, Twitch, when I was on the couch and looking for somebody, something to watch, and I saw Final Fantasy XIV was like crammed up at the top of the list, I was like, excuse me? The fuck is this doing way up here? It's usually like all the way down the, like fucking like into the, you know, they might be like 10,000 people watching it or some shit. I went in and there, there he is, Asmongold in all of his glory with over 100,000 people, multiple days in a row. Uh, so uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of attention to say the least. And in semi-related news for more Final Fantasy stuff, uh, stuff, Nomura has told Famitsu, which is the major Japanese uh, publication, that Nojima has written a rough outline for what Final Fantasy X-3 could look like. Toriyama added that while the chances of it happening are not zero, Final Fantasy VII Remake is the focus for now. Mr. Black, what do you think about them 
already discussing, even in the loosest terms, going in and adding to the Final Fantasy X saga for a Final Fantasy X-3, do you want to see a 10-3? Do we need a 10-3 after the first two? What do you think? No, I mean I'm I'm over I'm over Final Fantasy in general. So, I mean, for me, I don't give a fuck if they I mean, I I haven't even really given a fuck about Final Fantasy 7 and that's like the goat. Yeah. Uh, when, when you, did you do play 10 back in the day in 10 like the, yeah, did you I'd play those? 10 and 10, I'd be 10 and 10 too. Yeah. Uh, they were one of my favorites. Like mm. they're, I, I would probably, I would probably put them. Uh, actually, for me, I'd probably put them above eight. I'd probably go with with seven and then ten and then ten two and then eight, um, or maybe Final Fantasy seven and then ten and then eight and then ten two. I don't know. It's been so long since I've played them, but uh, yeah, I really really enjoyed ten a lot. But. Yeah, ten, I mean ten is is like when people talk about their favorite Final Fantasies or what they think some of the best Final Fantasies are. 10 is always in the mix. Um, and even 10, 10 2 makes its way in, depending on who you're talking to. Uh, some people enjoy 10 2 more than they enjoyed 10, uh, just because of the focus on the different characters uh, than 10 had. But, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't, uh, do, <laughs> I don't know if we need a 10-3. Uh, I don't know... I don't even know what a 10-3 would necessarily look like. Uh, apparently they do. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not, I haven't completely fallen off the Final Fantasy wagon yet, but at the same time, I would rather them not, you know, I guess I'm, I'm sort of biased too now, because I'm not a big fan of what they've done with Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I don't, I don't know if I want to see them go back to properties that were again loved by a lot of people and start fucking diddling in that shit so yeah they just need to focus on whatever the fuck they're doing now and not you know i think they i think they're just looking for headlines man i think they're just trying to keep shit relevant this could also just be like a test the water thing yeah how how much do people want to talk about this like do people actually want to see this happen um uh and if they did it like the final fantasy 7 remake we won't see it until about 2057 anyway so we got some time Yep. We got some time. Uh, for reasons nobody will ever know, Mr. Black, someone bought a sealed and graded Xbox 360 copy of Skyrim for 600 US dollars. There you go. We're, the, the, the graded video game market is so crazy right now that somebody actually managed to, to fleece the fuck out of a man for $600! dollars Dude, it's it's or, actually kind of crazy, man. I felt like I feel like just going and get, grabbing all my games and just grading them all and then just selling out. Can you imagine how many copies of of just, even sealed of the 360 Skyrim are just floating around in the wild that you would think six hundred dollars, bro? Dude, the business right now, the business model is to is to have a grading company. That's yes. where the money's at right now. Not even grading the games, is being the company that grades them. And unfortunately, you kind of needed to have already been part of the game because otherwise your grading doesn't mean anything. So you're, like, you're, yeah. like you're still, you got to be one of the, but they're rolling in it right now, bro. Oh my God, they're swimming oh, yeah. in money. I mean, and, and in, in related news, because I, I think this happened earlier this week and not since the podcast, but I don't know, the days don't mean anything to me sometimes. Uh, 
where another graded Mario 64 just sold for 1.5 million fucking dollars, beating out the previous record set like 10 days prior by that Legend of Zelda copy that we talked about for $800,000, which then beat out the one before that, which was, I think, another Mario 64 for 300 and something thousand dollars. You know what this whole thing is? Money laundering. All the boys that have been buying fine art to do their money laundering have now found a new market to do it in. Pokemon cards and video games. There you go. There is not a single copy of Mario 64 on Earth worth even remotely close to $1.5 million. You could maybe convince me that if you had the first original Mario Bros. game off the fucking press... Still in box and sealed that was sitting in a Nintendo developer's home for the last fucking 45 years. That that is worth $1.5 million. But you're going to tell me a graded copy of Mario 64 that, like, even if it's low serial number? Bro, stop the madness. You got cocaine money, black tar heroin. You looking to keep some of that shit? Maybe you are too deep in the Dogecoin earlier this year. Now you got to hide that shit because the fucking U.S. government's been coming for your shit. Buy into that hot, hot Nintendo 64 box card, uh, box market for 1.5 mil. Insane. Absolutely fucking crazy. But there you go. Uh, $600 for, for sealed Skyrim. Crazy. Crazy. You know what I thought of when I saw this, though? Is Adam, the guy who ran the last game store until it sadly closed down last year. How salty is he right now? He missed the window by, like, fucking... Just barely. Just barely. He was sitting on a gold mine. Yep. Yep. Just start grading shit. Just start fucking sending stuff in. Absolute madness. Absolute fucking madness. But there you go. Uh, (laughs) Um... Uh, where where was I now that I lost? Ah, yes. Netflix, Mr. Black. Another big news this week. Netflix, who had been rumored to be, uh, to be you know, uh, thinking about entering the gaming side of things for a while, and in fact, dipping their toes in it a bit. I'm sure you remember they did some, like, choose-your-own-adventure type interactive stuff. Interactive thing. The interactive uh, video type stuff. Has finally announced that they are indeed full-blown entering the game publishing market. Now, whether or not that means they're going to be going the way of, of Stadia or if they're actually going to be doing, like, physical stuff or a bit of column A, a bit of column B. And by physical, I just mean, like, uh, not necessarily boxed games, but not not Stadia-like streaming only, but, like, actually selling copies for local play. Um, they're, they're entering that market. Uh, and as early as next year, apparently. They picked up a former EA and Oculus executive to head this whole project up. Uh, and, uh, we'll just have to wait and see what, what comes out of it. I mean, as far as the streaming thing goes, while obviously streaming a video game isn't identical to streaming, uh, you know, pre-done video content because, uh, you know, one's a, on, an on-demand versus uh, a live service, they should still be able to, if they wanted to go that route, have pretty fucking good infrastructure to at least leapfrog off of, you know, they just get the jump. You know, they're not starting from zero necessarily. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, they do, they've dabbled not just in the interactive stuff, but they've been spending a lot of time making shows for game properties. Like, um, 
Uh, shit, Castlevania, which, by the way, their shows for Castlevania are pretty fucking fire. Ems, Ems watched them. They're really well done. So, uh, they obviously do have quite an interest in this gaming uh, side of things. What would you, what do you, what do you think they'll do, and what would you rather them do if they're going to go this route? Would you rather them try and do a Stadia-type thing, or do you think they're better off uh, waiting out on that for a bit and doing just a standard publishing thing and leveraging some of the licenses that they already uh, seemingly have their hands on? Man, that's a loaded one. Do you think that they should do like not f- like really crazy AAA stuff for streaming games, but just start by doing some smaller scale games that are easy to stream and just add it in as a part of your Netflix subscription? Uh, or do you think they're just going to charge more if you want to play games and watch? Well, from what I read, is like they're they're not planning to change the price, so it's just going to be added stuff that okay. you can have, but. With that being said, in like, you know, three or five years... It's going to go up. It's going to go up. Or it's going to go up, or maybe you'll have the options to just not partake in the video game side of things. Yeah. Um, dude, I I just think I, I just think it's a bad idea. Do you think they should just in stay general. in their lane? Yeah. I, I think it's a bad idea in general. I think this is... I think this is a juggernaut that is already swimming in billions of dollars in debt um going you know what the streaming industry is moving quick people are catching up like disney plus is absolutely going insane um we need to do we need i'm thinking that they they just think that they need to do something that nobody else is doing diversify um, yeah, I, I think they're trying to add a little bit of extra value mm. um, in that. And I can see, but I just don't see them creating any games that are going to be worthy of getting somebody like my attention and probably the vast majority of hardcore gamers. Um, I think if you throw some games up there, whether they're mediocre to us or good fun casual phone like games mm. on netflix i'm sure that there'll be an audience for it especially if it's just there and it's free people are just like oh you know what fuck it let's just let's go ahead and play um you know maybe you can even play the game and play a movie at the same time um who knows the right? future uh, is now like like imagine you could be on your phone playing the game and then have on your tv have the show playing yeah yeah you know yeah. what i mean like being able to use both things simultaneously, um, you know, there. I I just for them being a player in like the gaming sector, I don't think so. If they're going up against something like Stadia and they're playing that field, where they're like, okay, you know what, we're gonna do this whole cloud-based um, game stuff, which is what they will do to a degree anyway, because it's that's what Netflix is on is the cloud. Yeah. Um. So, uh. I don't think that they'll go the route of physical copies. I think that there'll be a demand that, hey, if you want to play your game, have Netflix. And the vast majority of the population has Netflix. So um, who knows, man? I, I, I just think they should just stick to movies and TV shows because ultimately... Um, I mean, they burn money anyway. So, I mean, who... I, does it, it's not going to hurt anybody. Hey, listen, if the price ain't going to go up, go ahead. I don't give a fuck if you put 
mobile games on your on your Netflix. It ain't hurting me. But uh I just can't take this that serious right yet. I have to see what exactly they're planning to do because saying you're getting into the video game space is a very, very broad statement. I mean, are we? It's talking a little bit more. It's a little bit more are honed we, than saying interactive, inter, you know, entertainment. Exactly, you know, now you're saying exactly. video games, video right? games, right? So yeah. it's like, ah, uh, you know, with the amount of competition there, you know, you're you're jumping in now with in a in a in a place where you know everything is like, just think about it. You're on Netflix and you watch Netflix on your PlayStation Five, which is what I do. Um, if I'm down downstairs, whatever. Um, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? Is, is PlayStation going to have Netflix that has competitors for gaming on their actual platform? You know what I mean? Like it becomes a very, very slippery slope. And do they do a, do they do a walled garden thing where it's Netflix stuff only, or do they do you know, or do they open it up because you might need the broad appeal of more games on the platform? But like, then you're think letting... about this. Like, think about this, right? Netflix comes out with a video game, and you're on your PlayStation. Yeah, you're gonna use your PlayStation controller. Yeah, to play their video game. That doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense for for Sony. Uh, more so than it does for Netflix because Netflix is like, whatever, you know, Netflix is going to need their own controller. So they're going to have to come out with a, a, a piece of hardware period. So either that, or it's going to be paired to your mobile phone and you're only going to be able to play it on mobile. There is no way in fuck Xbox and Sony are going to green light them being able to play games on Netflix on their consoles. It just doesn't make sense. As a video streaming platform, okay, yeah, sure, have the app on there. But now you're going to have basically millions of consoles, tens of millions of consoles that can can suddenly, you can just pick up your controller and play. And there's no way in fuck Netflix is going to pay them uh, whatever licensing fee that they want to use to have their likeness used. And then you're talking, well, what does it play better on? Does it play better on the PlayStation or does it play better on the Xbox? You know, it, it's it's uh it's too broad. It's too it's too much of a of a hey, we're getting the games. Oh how? What how? Like that's the question. How are you gonna create a Netflix console where it's like, hey, this is your streaming, this is where you get your movies. You can download some of the movies right on this, travel. Uh, you you got a controller for it. Are they getting into the console war? You know, because the way I look at it right now, what else are you gonna do? The only the only thing you could do is use your phone. So I think I think you're onto something there. I, like I didn't even think I didn't think too far into it because like you said it's super broad. Like we don't know. So it's all so crazy speculative. The but what you've said there, I think, is the if you were going to try and guess, is the route to go. If you're getting into... So, a couple of things. One, the guy that they hired, he was an exec at EA and for Oculus. But if you look at, like, the games that he was heading up or whatever, whatever game, like, he was actually at the head of, um, it's not like he's he's not coming from, like, a huge pedigree from uh, from that perspective. So, 
they're gonna need more people that I'm gonna need to know what they did before I have any hope of this being like, uh, you know, um, a certain degree of, of quality. Uh, the other thing is that, um, is that I think it, it, it makes more sense for them to simply, if you're going to get into this, I think they just go standard publishing route and just fork up the money to bring in some developers to make some games and sell them on steam or wherever the fuck else they want to sell and to be a natural regular ass publisher. Don't, don't try and do the thing where you're going to sell your own controller so that it can match up with your service so that you can stream games uh, over the Netflix. Maybe consider maybe consider that in the future, but I wouldn't do it right now. I mean, uh, unless they're looking at this as just another way to get run, like rounds of funding just to, to have more money come in and just say, hey, guys, we're, have you ever heard of Google Stadia? Mm. Whoa, have you, uh, let me tell you about Netflix Stadia. Uh, coming soon, you can stream games on Netflix and and then watch Stranger Things. So, uh, like, I don't, I don't know. I think if I was in their shoes, I would just go regular publisher route. I would, we, you, like you said, they have the money; they're burning it anyway. Their easiest way to make it would be to simply uh, bring on a couple of smaller devs that are, are making pretty good games right now and dip their toes in the water that way, and then worry about putting those games on the service to stream later. Get the games available elsewhere first, and then if you want to add yep. the convenience factor of streaming it over your Netflix service in the future, do that. But I wouldn't start with it necessarily, unless you've got some big fucking testicles and you're going to go all in on this shit and probably fail like Stadia did. Because if you think that as Netflix, you're going to somehow manage to do better and break into the market better than the juggernaut Google did, you're wrong. Yeah. It's not going to happen. happen. Yep. Uh, so I would stick to that. The other option is mobile-type games. Uh, where you're already, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, from a streaming perspective, mobile makes more sense anyway. Uh, and then also they're smaller and, uh, and less expensive, but also make a higher margin of return more often than not. Uh, you've got also, you know, like, uh, Apple's, pl- uh, store doing that game. That's like from the Final Fantasy creators. That's exclusive to Apple. Um, you know, Apple's uh, platform. You could go a route like that if you wanted to, uh, where it's exclusive to, the Netflix platform, but a mobile game being streamed is a lot easier than trying to stream a AAA fucking video game uh, to the home, and then just play it on your phone or or as the controller, like you said. You know, attach yep. your account to it, play the shit on your phone, uh, and if you wanted to, you know, you could fucking put it up on the TV and just use the phone as a controller or something. But uh, that that's all like a lot of like that's that just seems like too much friction. Just uh, for me, be a publisher, publish regular ass fucking video games. If that's how you want to get into it, pick your, 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 your projects wisely. And then while you're doing that, field the idea of streaming those, uh, those projects in the future on the Netflix platform when it's actually viable. Cause right now, and Netflix would know they'd look at their own data and see what resolution and data that people are able to pull from their platform on average. And they're not going to see numbers that are going to likely be good enough to stream video games. Dude, I think this shit's going to fail, man. As much as I love me some Netflix. I, I agree with you. Ultimately, I think they should avoid the shit and just yeah, stick to Netflix. They're going to burn money here. Yeah. They're going to I mean, it's what they do. So, they're going to burn money and um I think it's going to fall flat on its face. I'd love to be proven wrong, but um 
this ain't it. You 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 are not blockbuster. All right, you're you're you know this this is not. You know you've you're better than that. This ain't this ain't it, bro. This ain't it. No, this ain't it. No, I'm sorry. It's just not it. Well, we're, all. we're they're gonna fuck around and then they're gonna find out. So we're we're gonna find out with them. Yep. <laughs> just how well that I goes. Was, if if I was investing in Netflix right now and I had stock in Netflix, I I I would be. I would be like, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel. Can about we this. vote on this, guys? Can we maybe? Yeah, uh, yeah I'd be like, uh, guys, I'm not 100 percent sure that this is going to work <laughs> out. But okay, we'll see. Uh, next up, Battlefield 2042 put out a quite an extensive blog this week, outlining uh, several questions that were asked about the game so far, and to just of course flesh out a little bit more beyond the trailer that they had, uh, or trailers, I should say, that they had shown off thus far. Uh, as we are uh, approaching their the next, I think it's uh, the twenty second. I think it's a week from. Of course, it's a Thursday because you know it's never not a Thursday uh, when they uh, show off more. But mm. uh, most uh, interesting of this whole blog post was uh, the talk about the crossplay functionality. Because when we when we uh, you know for, talked about this last and the the concept of the older consoles only having uh, like a max of sixty four players on the map versus the newer ones getting basically double that, uh, in the PC, of course, uh, the question arose, well, how does all that interact if, you know, you're cutting the player base in half and, and, and spreading it across all these, gen- you know, different generations of consoles. So the crossplay thing exists, but crossplay will be basically generational, it seems. So Xbox one PS4 crossplay enabled there, they can play amongst themselves Add you know, the player base, can be expanded that way, and then new generation consoles crossplay, and also with the PC because that's uh, they're all capable of the same thing would crossplay there. Uh, so that's sensibly what most people would have likely guessed to be the case, and yeah. that is in fact what is uh, is going down in that regard. And also of note, they'll be uh, backfilling servers with AI opponents to ensure that the big team fight action stays uh, constant with real players having priority over the AI players. So this is like an instance where we talked about this, you're, you're, uh, the, the trade-off when players ask for bigger and bigger lobbies and they're like, man, we, this is, we, we had like X number of players in like 2004. Why can't we possibly have like all these players? And like, the answer is, um, even with a massive player base, you're still going to have instances where servers are not going to be able to be even close to capacity for like a certain lobby, or not a server, but a lobby. So if you ask for, I want a lobby with 512 players, well, I'm sure they could fucking pull that off on PC, but the problem is you'd need to be able to to consistently have that lobby be full of almost its maximum capacity uh, to fill the map that they've built for 512 players for it to not feel like dead game where you're just running around the map and not seeing anyone. So... Uh, they're solving that same very, you know, that very same issue, even with the sizes of the lobbies that they have in this one, with backfilling it with some AI, and then of course, players that are looking for matches and stuff will take priority and fill those AI slots as time rolls on. Um, and so that's, that's just sensible. I think it's good because again, for Battlefield, like they're mentioning, it is a different flow of game where... Uh, you can hop into the game at any given time because points are being taken and the battle really shifts around the map quite a bit and you don't want dead air. Like, Battlefield has to feel like a battlefield at all times. 
when you're playing Battlefield, shit's exploding constantly. See, I don't mind that. I, I don't mind downtime. Like, I don't mind. I don't need this. Well, like, do you really want to be like running through like what uh, like what was desolate like not long ago, and now there's not a single bullet. There's not. There's no action anywhere. You're just kind of like running through because there's there's not enough players in the lobby. Well, but, I mean, that sounds like that sounds like it's a their problem. Well, that's their solution to the you know well, their to their yeah. problem because Titanfall yeah. Two did the same thing and they had a way smaller lobby than 128 uh, players. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, this 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 doesn't add to my confidence for Battlefield. It doesn't. Um, I mean, obviously, this isn't a Realm Royale where you know there's literally no players. But at the same time, let's be <laughs> real here. Realm let's 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 be real. Give this game two weeks, man, and the player base is going to drop. You know, give it one month, it's going to drop. It's going to drop bad. And, you know, what is left? You know, uh, it's it's going to be probably 75% AI and 25% real players. Jesus, that is, and- a, that is a grim outlook. You're, okay, okay. So a month in, we're going 25% players in a lobby. 75% AI. Judging judging for how poorly the last battlefields have done. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going by what has happened in the last couple of battlefields and they weren't good. They were not well received. People did not play that game. It died quickly. And it'll be even worse is if people get in there and they feel like they're getting their kill streaks and their fucking KDAs off uh off bots and it ain't gonna feel good it's gonna be easy it's gonna be boring and what this sounds like they this sounds like they're biting off more than they can chew and what they should do is if they were really that worried is they should depending on how many players are in the game um they should close the map they should squeeze it in so if 300 players get in, make the map a little bit smaller. Um, you know, start that sort of the circle like you do in uh, in Battle Royales. You know, uh, big numbers isn't going to feel great if you feel like you're just playing campaign online. Um, for me, anyway, I I don't uh, I don't foresee this going well for them. Um, if trying to fill such a big lobby is such a big problem, make the lobby smaller. Make them smaller. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't go online to play against bots. I just don't. Oh, I don't think anyone does. Well, they're like, going to in Battlefield. So, well, I mean, their their options are 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 limited. I mean, it's it's kind of like even if you were to go and look at PUBG, for example. I mean, PUBG has bots now. Um. And PUBG is still one of the bigger multiplayer games on the market right now, even though most people will scream dead game because it's not number one on Twitch anymore, and that's like everyone's standard for what is oh, or I isn't mean, a live game. It's big on mobile. It's still big on PC. There's still a huge player base on, it's a, on PC. It's dead game, man. It's a dead game that's making a ton of money. Uh, that nobody, nobody. So what's the cut? What is the what is the dead? What is dead game? How many concurrent players uh, on a game before it's 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 considered a dead game? I don't think it's necessarily concurrent. I think it's 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 relevancy. Um, well, I think those nobody, two go mildly hand in hand, don't you think? Mildly, yes. But I mean, at the same time, um, look at Hearthstone. You know, uh-huh. is it is it really considered a dead game? 
it's still sort of there. You know, it's got relevancy to a degree, and the viewership is not great. Um, hasn't been for a long time, unless there's very special events. You look at something like Overwatch. Uh, Overwatch is sort of the same thing. Like, is it a dead game? It's like kind of teetering to be dead. Um, you know, where's so PUBG? I, so I, of, so of... I consider uh, over when. Uh, so for me, when I when I before I start calling a game a dead game, is if let's use Overwatch as an example because I didn't play it all that long ago. Is that Overwatch's problem? Is that you're waiting nearly 15 minutes to get into a match sometimes? Um, that's a dead game. Like you're if you're waiting fit and. And that's ultimately the problem that any online multiplayer game that doesn't have anything other than online multiplayer will run into, is that no matter how good the game is, eventually it's going to hit a point where you're going to take longer and longer to queue. If you're using a queue system, <laughs> take and, about the queue for Battlefield. And so, and so, well, and that's <laughs> what. So, like, yeah, we'll, we'll know when it we'll know when it comes out just how well it holds up. But I mean, like, so PUBG's queue can be bad, but it's not it's not fifteen fucking minutes Overwatch bad. I mean, StarCraft dead game, but not you know it's still relevant. You know, I can queue up and get a game within a minute. So I don't think that means it's. I, don't, I think that means it's not a dead game. I think that means it's pretty pretty active. If you can play, if you can, but it's one on one. If you get yeah, so it's easier for them at that point to do to do that. You can have less you can have less players, but but that still makes it not dead or doesn't make it dead just because. Uh, it's I, I think I think more I think more of the what I'm more of saying in terms of dead game is relevancy on Twitch. Oh well, um, Twitch terms, relevancy in, is what uh, Twitch relevancy. I mean, for God's sake, Final Fantasy fourteen, like we just talked about, spent the majority of its life on row like eighteen. On the on the channel, and now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just the, up out of the blue, Asmongold uh, pushes it to number three on the list to do some yeah, raids. It's, temp- it's temporary, you know, it's a, temporary. a decade we'll in. Hap- we'll see what happens, you know. But that's I what mean, I mean. But that's what I mean about Twitch relevancy. Is that like you could be the the king shit, and then all of a sudden you disappear, and then you can come back, and then you can disappear. Kinda, kinda not. Kinda, kinda not. Uh, the only well, the only games that I know of that have maintained Twitch relevancy for long, like long tail Twitch relevancy that hasn't seen them completely drop off the map is League of Legends or well IRL, League of Legends, Dota, uh, CS:GO is is very much in its own pocket uh, towards the top. Obviously, RP once it blew up on Twitch here in the last two years has uh, has held long enough that I would say that it's it's found its yep. own pocket. RuneScape still there doing its thing. Yeah, it's but that's still- not. But that's it. But RuneScape isn't like popping the the top five rows, and and like no, it's and it's, it's got like age. ten. It's like it's you- ten thousand. It's ten thousand. You know, concurrent usually. Um, you know, for for RuneScape, so like, I like a lot of games can fall into that pocket too. Uh, but it's just got long term. It's got long. It's just got long term success as a video game. But but if you look at the the number of people playing some of these games, Twitch relevancy is not always the the marker. I mean, there are lots of games that, that are still quite popular that aren't popular on Twitch. Just because they're not fun to watch. Like, Path of Exile is a fucking enormous game. There's just tons and tons of people playing that shit. Um, quite a few streamers play it, too. They they do, but the it's numbers aren't... But the numbers, the numbers aren't fucking huge. Uh, and then there's also, there's also Path of Exile, like... Uh, um, the other one from that's similar to Path of Exile, fucking, um, 
fuck? Yeah, like Path of Exile right now is 172,000 viewers. <laughs> did fuck I just like, did I just really mention Path of Exile the one day that it's got 100,000 fucking people watching? 172,000. <clears throat> that doesn't that's just that's like the fucking greatest caster fucking curse of all time because Path of Exile hasn't had 172,000 people in an age. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, listen. Uh, I mean, is he, uh, is, wait, one hundred seventy-two thousand. Wait, what? Yeah. All yes. right, hold on. Let me sort this by not recommended, high to low. Uh, PUBG, PUBG is still there. I what mean, the, what the fuck is Path Pub, PUBG, PUBG is still fuck? there, man. But like, uh, PUBG is. What is going? Oh, pa oh, Path of Exile themselves, like their own account, is streaming something. What is this? Yeah, but I mean, oh, even it's an announcement. That. Okay, all right. Well, all right. That makes me feel a little bit less fucking stupid. But all the same, so well, yeah, like, no, so I mean, games, it, it, games that are like that are technically big but aren't like enormous on Twitch. I mean, Jesus, there's I mean, not a lot of them. There's not a lot of them. There's not a lot. <laughs> There's not a uh, sea of thieves. Like, is, sea of thieves is only the, pops off if you got like a couple of like when the, some of the plays mainers. it, you know, yeah. some of fucking plays it, or or you then know, it's, another then it's way up the list. It, Otherwise, it's, it's kind it's of there. you know, that's, that's like one of those purgatory games, like like see it, like sea of thieves. And, but sea of thieves is a monstrous and, game, like in terms of player base. Yeah, of course, of course. But I'm not talking about that. I mean, <laughs> PUBG is a massive massive fan base i mean there are a lot of people that play PUBG, but i'm talking yes. about in the in the in the realm of of twitch relevancy yes yeah um, so yeah so what i'm saying is that it doesn't have to be relevant on twitch for it to not be a, like if, if it's not relevant on twitch what i'm saying is i don't automatically call it a dead game and a lot of people immediately just dude let's 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 keep pointed. it real bro let's keep it let's just keep it 100 here uh battlefield is not call of duty all right so when that no. game dies on Twitch, that game dies around the world. Period. It just does. Period. So let's not let's not even sit here and pretend that that's not the case. It's 100% the case. Especially a paid for game that isn't free to play, that shit dies the moment it dies when your favorite streamers and YouTubers aren't pumping out content for it. It's dead. It'll be a dead game. That game will not last more than 6 months irrelevancy period it won't it people won't even think about that game in six months you know what they will think about they'll think about call of duty they will go back and play call of duty because that's right now battlefield is going to act as the game that people buy and play because they're tired of playing call of duty and then when they go over there and they realize that the game is filled with bots and that their favorite streamers aren't playing it anymore and then they've got one or two friends that stop playing it because they want to go back on COD, that's when they go as well. And they're going to be gone. And the game will die. It won't be like PUBG or Path of Exile or, or Overwatch or anything like that where there's these millions of players that are enjoying the game on a regular basis daily and thinking that this game is worthy and that there's some sort of cult uh, following of Battlefield. That shit dies in six months. And my... My thing is, with AI, the shit's dead in a month. It's over. It's over. That game's going to have to come out and suck the nutsack 
of every gamer so hard and cradle the balls like a Saks underwear and just do things that we have never seen before in order for this to last more than three months. Like, that is best-case scenario for Battlefield. This is not a long-term play for Battlefield. This is, let's make a fuck ton of money right now while we sell this game, and then we'll put it on sale in a month or two months when this game is dog shit, and we'll sell some more, and then we're going to move on to the next Battlefield project. That's what's going to happen. I'm calling it. I miss Cleo. The game will be dead. Twitch relevancy, and when it dies on Twitch, it dies. It's dead. It's over. It ain't COD. This ain't Halo. And even Halo. Halo's not Halo, even bro. Halo, even Halo. Halo's Halo. not even Halo. Halo's even got. Even Halo. You know what, dude? Halo gonna die before Battlefield does. I don't think so. I think this new Halo is going to have way more longevity than Battlefield. You want to know why the new Halo is probably going to die first? Because it's free to play and it's going to be full of fucking hackers. And the moment that people get their hands on Halo with hackers. Come on. It's going to happen with Battlefield, man. It's going to happen with Battlefield. It's going to be way less. You know why? Because you have to pay for Battlefield. You don't have to pay $80. Oh, it it will be. Halo Halo is going to be hacked into the fucking dirt yep but it will last longer than battlefield by far bro i actually can see halo lasting about a full year of relevancy if it's a good game halo will turn into what apex is today well halo halo the the thing is is that that halo's halo's last couple of games if we're gonna say battlefield's last couple of games were shit because they were halo's last couple of games were shit yeah but they weren't free to play they weren't completely cross-playable and bringing it back to the whole, like, uh, you know, the old-school Halo stuff. Um, you know, and, and let's be real, man. The people, the people are desperate for the old Halo. I mean, when, when they announced Halo 2, Halo 3 remakes or whatever and that little fucking collector's thing, everybody got excited, you know? And people have short-term memory loss, so they're going to go into this. And if it can scratch... <laughs> and I will say this... This Halo, I'm a dude. I've been a Halo hater on this podcast for like two years. I think All Halo right? looks like it's going to be great. I'm I just, I think the hackers are just going to fuck think, it right up. Oh yeah, they, they're they're gonna they're gonna try, and they will succeed to a degree for sure. I think a lot of people are going to play this game. They're going to love it, and then they're going to start complaining about hacking, and then it'll take a big step back. Then they'll fix it. Then it'll get hacked again, and it'll be like that. It's like that in almost every shooter. Apex went through the exact same thing, and I think ultimately Apex, Apex is still. They're still dealing with there. hackers. Yeah, still yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is. And uh, it's gonna be no different for Halo. Um, so you know, you know what, what you know is. what this is for both of these games. They're both coming out ba- more or less the same time. It's in the same window, you know, within a month of each other, more or less. If if that's if Halo makes its release, I, I still am not I don't think I, I still no. don't think it's gonna make its release. No. Um from the Twitch side. In terms of which is going to get its support, you know, what, who's going to back it. Um, I think the reasoning why both of these do really well on day one is pretty similar. And it's because every streamer wants to run as fast as possible away from Call of Duty. Every streamer that I turned on here just in the last couple of days of being stuck on the couch watching Warzone players professional or otherwise 
every one of them, legitimately want to off themselves. They all fucking hate Warzone. And I can't blame them. It is a immensely broken, subpar video game that has carried the fucking genre because of the fact that it has the Call of Duty name. And that's more or less... Dude, that's what the show. like for all that's dude everybody gets no, this but, way with every single god no, forsaken call of no duty no game. no no but listen 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 so it's 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 like that with like standard call of duty multiplayer but the standard call of duty multiplayer is still fine it runs well there's no you're not crashing every five fucking seconds it's not the shit show that is warzone warzone is its own spaghetti coated fuck show all on its own fucking island and it's also the one that most people play because they get their battle royale experience that everyone, for whatever reason, is still fucking pining after after well, all this time. It's, it's because it's what's relevant. I mean, you know, a Call of Duty games are like... Uh, Call of Duty games are like... Um, what's a good analogy I can use here? Um, Call of Duty games is like going on vacation. You get a new, <laughs> you get a new Call of Duty game. It's an interesting start to this analogy. All right. You get a new Call of Duty game and you're like, you know what? vacation time shit some people even take vacation when a call of duty game comes out they're like fuck man i'm i'm taking i get a, week a, off. I get a prestige taking, i'm going i'm going taking a long weekend but let's keep with the analogy it's like a it's like a vacation so say for example i'm like you know what i'm going to dominican republic it's winter time here in canada it's fucking minus 15 degrees celsius i'm going out where it's plus 28 celsius and i'm going there i'm pumped all right go call of duty I go to the airport. I'm jazzed. I got my tickets. I land in the Dominican Republic. And I'm like, oh, there it is. It's the Call of Duty. I'm jazzed. It's amazing. You go to the resort. You sit down. You check in. Call of Duty. You boot it up. You install it. Go in. You make your little fucking character thing with the gun you want and the scopes and shit. And you're like, oh, this looks so cool. You go out there and you enjoy. You you go to the beach, you go to the pool, you relax, shit, you have a drink in the pool, you can do that now. It's like an upgrade they did. You're sitting there in the game, and you're enjoying your multiplayer. You're doing a little bit of Battle Royale here. You're doing some old school multiplayer there. Shit, you might even dabble into campaign if it's available in that version. Everything's great. It's exciting. First, first day on vacation is like, oh man, it's so nice to be back in some weather. It's beautiful. Yeah, sure, it was cloudy for like two hours of the day, but I can deal with cloud, you know? Yeah, I had to deal with some cucks on the online. I can deal with a couple of cucks. Next day rolls around. Now you've had some time to acclimate. You're, you're waking up. Now you're going to the all-you-can-eat buffet, and you realize very quickly when you wake up that it is bland food. And you tell yourself, well... It is Dominican Republic. We're not in Canada anymore, and just their ingredients and stuff are just not as good as what I have it. Same with Call of Duty. You're like, uh, you know what? These maps aren't really, they're not cutting it, but you know what? I like, I like sunshine, and it's not Canada, so I'm, I'm still okay. I'm still enjoying myself here. I can let these couple of things slide. Day three comes. Now, day three is a very important day because day three, you're fully acclimated. The sunshine now doesn't really, you wake up and you're not, you're not, you're not like, oh, 
It's a beautiful day outside because you already know it's going to be pretty fucking nice. You're in Dominican Republic. So you don't really care about the sun anymore. But now it's cloudy for like six of the hours with a chance of rain. And you really want to book an excursion and you don't want to go when it's raining. So you decide, you know what, maybe we'll do it tomorrow the next day. We're still here for three more days. It's okay. So now you're playing your Call of Duty. It's day three. And you know now you know you got to go back to work in a couple of days. And you've realized that now you've spent the last three days playing Call of Duty. Or now you're on your third day and you haven't showered in a little while. You know, yeah, you've you've gone up quite a bit of levels. Things are great. You're you're you've now unlocked a lot of things, and you you just get the full scope of the game now. You're like there there's no hidden surprises now. You see it for what it is, and it's okay. It's nice. It wasn't as nice as it was two days ago when you first got there and it was all new and fresh. But you're like, you know what? I'm still having a good time. I'm on vacation, baby. I mean, how bad could it be? I'm not at work. I'm at home playing video games. Hey, I'm in the Dominican just chilling right now. So you go through the day, and by the end of day three, now you're just, you're tired, man. You're tired. That three days of bland food is starting to get to you. You're a little constipated. You know, you're, 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 you've got, you got burns on your shoulders because you forgot to apply enough sunscreen. You know, make the analogy, you know, you're, you're playing the game and, You've just dealt with so many assholes now, camping cucks. You played the same map for eight hours straight. And although it's like, okay, I'm getting my Call of Duty and I had a few great games where I was like 20 kills and uh, three deaths. I'm feeling like I'm God, you know? I had a few of those moments. It's nice. It's great. But it's starting to get to you a little bit. It's been a long three days. And it ain't home. But it's vacations. It's okay. We move on to day four now of this seven-day vacation. Now, day going, four. Uh, and are day we going through all seven days in this no, analogy? Because this shit is. Nope. Hey, listen, man. If I can listen to you go on. No, I just want. I just want. I just want to make sure we know how long this right. analogy hey, is going to be. Hey, I might just take us to seven days. I, I haven't right, decided go, yet. I, I, I got to say, I, hey, I got a problem. I was about to say, hey, day four and day five are very similar. Okay. To day three. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Day four and day five are very similar to day three. <laughs> almost identical, but now it's been three days of the same. So now what used to really feel good now kind of feels a little bit more of a chore. Now it's starting to feel like, okay, man, it's so fucking hot. It's like, man, this buffet just hasn't changed in four fucking days. The nightly entertainment is so bland and bad that like, I'm just opting to not go there. All right, I just I just want to play the game a little bit and, you know, and now it's starting to creep up in your mind. I'm ready to go home. This is where day 6 happens. Day 6 is a very important day. Day 6 is the day that you start counting down the hours in which you can go home. You start checking your phone and your emails and you told yourself, "I am not working while I'm on vacation. I'm not doing it." But now you're just not having a great time. You're over it. You've experienced the vacation now. You're ready to go home. So you start looking at the emails. You start answering the emails. Shit, you start paying the lobby $10 an hour USD to get okay Wi-Fi so that you can actually check your email. And then you start watching streamers on vacation. What am I doing? Meanwhile, you're playing Call of Duty. 
it's day six. You start asking yourself, why am I even playing this fucking game? It's the same as the last one. What has really changed? It's fucking dog shit. This is literally the last game, except worse. With with better with with, with better kill streaks, maybe. Feels better when you shoot somebody. I don't know what they did there, but they did something. Feels better. It still doesn't feel great. I'm over it. I want to go home. I want to go back to work now. Actually, I don't want to go back to work, but I don't want to do this. I want to go play a different game. Day seven of the vacation comes. All right. Your bags were packed. Day six. You don't have to pack. You're ready to go the fuck home. And now you're salty because you know you're going to have to do 11 hours of travel and you're going to be like three hours behind and you got to go back to work. Call of Duty, day seven. You're over it. I'm done. I'm, I am, I, this is fucking dumb. My boys and my gals that play this game, they stopped on day five. They're already over it, but I lasted to day seven. Because I'm I'm committed, because I'm damn good at this game, and I I got a I got a point to prove. Day seven comes, it's over. Now instead of playing the game, you turn it on for an hour in the morning. You play two games and you shut it the fuck off. And you go fuck off. You go travel back home. And then you're over it. Call of Duty is essentially that. Call of Duty is like a vacation. Now, it might have been seven days, one month, three months, six months. For for layman's terms, in terms of the shelf life of Call of Duty, it usually lasts about six months to a year. Most. Because you got to basically play that one. So once you get to six months, you're over it. And you know what Call of Duty does? They announce another game. Because they know. These motherfuckers can't only handle this game for like one year. And then we need to go get another one. And if the game is doing okay, like it's doing well, maybe we can stretch it to two years. Maybe. If we're onto something here. That's what Call of Duty is. Battlefield and Halo, they aren't that. So when these games do bad, it's over. Because what the Call of Duty people can can say is, you know what? I had my run. It was okay for until it wasn't. Now it's bad. And now they know, like an iPhone, there's going to be another one, and they're going to start the process over again. And what they get, they love the game so much. They love the idea of their game so much that they're willing to go on that vacation again. And they get excited for it. And then when they go on it, proceed down from day one through day five. Or day seven. That's your Call of Duty experience. It's like going on vacation. So, I like the analogy. Thank you. I'm going to modify it just a little bit. Okay. Nothing crazy. I'm going to call Call of Duty home. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. And then I'm going to call every other first-person shooter that comes out that allows you to escape home. 
the vacation to the Dominican Republic and then file everything else that you just said into that. Because everyone's trying to escape Call of Duty, but it's also home. It's the one that does just enough right and it feels so familiar because they've been doing it since 2000 goddamn five. Yep. That that's the default. They've got it ingrained so deeply in every fucking 18 or 16 to 35 year old's mind that Call of Duty is the default that it represents home. It's where you go back to after you've gone away. And so many people, some people have gotten to the point now where they're going to the Dominican partially for the, for the vacation, but they've also had a little talk with a significant other that said, Hey honey, now I know we've been in the Dominican a couple times, really enjoy ourselves, but hear me out. Maybe we can actually just stay here now. Maybe we can, you know, the, the, the cost of living here way lower and we're living in paradise, right? It's possible. Yeah. We might get tired of it. But maybe we just set up, maybe we don't go home after this. I'll telecommute. Mm. I'll just stay here now. I think there's a lot of people that are now five Dominican vacations deep mm. looking to escape home and stay somewhere. And right now, the two that everyone's talking about are Battlefield 2042 and Halo Infinite. I got an even better one, Adam. I'm going to modify what you say just a little bit. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Home is home. Every other game <laughs> okay. is the Dominican Republic. <laughs> okay. okay. But instead of going to the Dominican Republic and making it your new home, such as a Halo okay. or any other game. Okay. Like the thirsty cougars, like the 90-day fiancés, you go there to find love to bring home to you. And okay. you bring a piece okay. of that place okay. into your home. Okay. So that you don't have to change scenery. Okay. But you have a new lover. Okay. And sometimes, <laughs> okay. sometimes that lover leaves the house, goes to work. Sometimes you have to <laughs> do a little deceit. Where's this going? And sometimes you need to dip your dong back in Call of Duty just to try it out to see if it's Is Call of Duty like an like an old ex that you just like occasionally go back to to remember what the sex was like? Just like that, like an ex. <laughs> she texts you. She hits you on. She slides in your DM. She's like, hey, I've been thinking about you. And you realize that the, the piece that you brought home from the Dominican is out working hard because they're appreciative of actually being in first world country and they're oh, working hard. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's what they do, man. They bust their ass. They bust their ass. And they out there busting their ass for your household. But then you realize, you know what? Sometimes I got to go and stick my dick in crazy, and that's Call of Duty. And then you realize that you made a mistake. The number one rule in life is what, Jeff? Never stick your dick in crazy. You realize you made a mistake. Your good dick comes home. And you never tell your good dick that you, you know, you went on the other, the other side there because you're going to lose a good thing. You just, you just never do it again until the next one comes out, until the next DM slides in. <laughs> That's what I'm going to add. 
<laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Call That's of it. Duty, the the uh, abusive ex that had great sex, but you never stick your dick in crazy, but you do it anyway. Yep. You know it's a bad idea. You know you're risking several diseases to do it, but you do but you it anyway. Do it. And you raw dog it. You don't yeah. even use protection. Nothing. Like you just you're just so excited. Nothing. And you know you know it's so wrong, but you just like oh, you just go in. <laughs> you just go in, and then you got an itch at the end, and you're like, "Fuck! Why did I stick my dick in crazy?" You go to the doctors, they say, "Hey, it's just fine. You get a yeast infection. It's okay. Put some cream on it. You'll be all right." You're like, "Yes, yes." I dodged a bullet. I'll never do it again. Wait a minute. Does that mean the Battlefield 2042 is the Kinestin? It this? is the Kinestin. It is the Kinestin. It's the cream. It's the cream it's- to, to get rid of the of the of the Call of Duty clap? Itch. Yes, that's what it is, man. <laughs> that's what it is. And unfortunately, that is not gonna be powerful enough <laughs> for this yeast infection. This shit is. You know, that'll that'll get rid of symptoms for 30 days. After 30 days, it's coming back. You can become immune. Okay, you know? so wait, no. So Call of Duty is actually giving you herpes. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Cuz you can only get away you can only get rid of it for so long, but then it comes back. It comes you know, back. It, it, comes it, back. It, it, it comes it comes back. You know, it's it's I'm it's having not a, a, I'm having a cod flare up. Sorry. It's a little flare up. I got to get my prescription. Is. That's what that is, man. That's what that is. <laughs> so anyway, there it is, man. That's enough. That's enough battlefield. Godspeed when it gets here. Godspeed. Oh God! All right. Uh... <laughs> hey, the biggest news of the day happened a few hours ago. Valve is coming out with the Nintendo Switch Pro. Shout out to Valve for bringing us what Nintendo didn't. Uh, how did that go back in the day? Uh, Sega does what Nintendo don't. Well, now Valve does what Nintendo don't. Uh, announced the Steam Deck. Not to be confused with the hashtag ad Elgato Stream Deck, which we'll talk about in the not-too-distant future. The Steam Deck. It is exactly what you would imagine. If you haven't already seen it, it's a fucking Nintendo Switch. Uh, I did well. Aside from the fact that you don't detach the controllers from the side of the con- of the console, of course. Uh, seven inch screen, twelve eighty by eight hundred. So it's it's sixteen by ten, but it's the equivalent of seven twenty p. Uh, two hours to seven hour battery life. That's probably going to vastly depend on just how crazy of a game you're trying to play on this thing. Custom Zen 2 and RDNA 2 chip powering it. So that's an AMD special on this bad boy. Uh, that will, that, you know, that allows that their APUs and stuff are starting to get quite good. You know, 1080p 60 is very much viable in a lot of uh, AAA titles and stuff now uh, with reasonable settings. Certainly will be stronger than the Switch. And by not a small amount. I mean, we're talking substantial on that. Um... Comes in three flavors, Mr. Black. 60 I like flavors. Fla- we got lots of flavors. 64 gig, 256, and 512 uh, in terms of internal storage. All three of those are expandable via SD card, by the way. So if that's not enough storage for you, you can go ahead and 
slap an SD card in there to, uh, to expand it. The last two of those models are high-speed NVMe drives. Uh, so they'll, they'll gotta go fast and gotta go faster is, uh, is the last two there. The 256 and the 512. They sell for $399, $529, and $649 is the difference between those three. Uh, with the latter two, like I said, having the NVMe drives. And all of them having SD card expansion slot. Uh, sold separate is a dock, similar again to what the Switch has, that has things like uh, onboard um, LAN connector and, and more inputs for USB stuff and, and whatnot, uh, all there on the dock, but that is sold separately. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't even think you need the dock in order to hook this thing up to a TV. Because it uses USB-C out, I believe, as the video out. And so you could probably just hook in a fucking USB... C to HDMI adapter and just fucking plug it into a TV. It's just that the dock would be convenient because you're just yeah. Because I don't kind of annoying to run it. You'd have to have a really long cord. Yeah, like I don't think the dock. Like I don't think the dock, for example, functions like the the Switch one does, where like in dock mode, it probably um yeah. I don't. I it's a so it's a little bit different. Either way, I'm pretty sure you can do it either way. Uh, However. Uh, all the same, it can hook up to a TV, as you might expect. It's got Bluetooth, the latest Bluetooth connection shit, so slap a bunch of controllers on there, uh, play multiplayer to your heart's content, etc., uh, etc. Et um, it runs on a new version of Steam OS and has all of uh, Steam's features, uh, seemingly. So chat, remote play, uh, cloud saves, community, all that stuff, all there. Uh, as well as quick uh, quick resume of games. So, n- like, uh, probably not identical necessarily to what you'd have on a Series X or a PS5, but similar where you can run multiple games and then you can quick resume your games um, from where you left off. So you're not reloading from scratch every time you're booting a game. Uh, launches this December. Uh, I believe they already have uh, pre-orders up. I think you're even paying to get in for pre-orders right now. I don't know if that's, like, their method to try and... Uh, and uh, uh, deal with scalpers uh, a little bit, or what their uh, their deal is with that. But uh, but either way, I think that they're putting up the pre-orders for that. There is a lengthy IGN video that answers a ton of questions, like 31 questions or some shit they listed uh, about this thing. And then, of course, there's also a website they have up that goes over everything. And they're being very open about all the components that are inside of this thing and all of its feature set and whatnot. It, it also shows... Uh, it playing games on a prototype uh, model uh, in real time. Uh, and, you know, they're playing, like, legit PC games. They're not playing, like, fucking mobile phone type shit. They're playing some legit stuff on there. Um, uh, this is... This was rumored before. In fact, I think we talked about this on the podcast before. Yep. And uh, and so, not shocking. I I will say that... I didn't expect it to hit this year because of the parts shortage that's been rampant fucking everywhere. Uh, but maybe they've been accruing this shit for a while now, and so they they can still make the this launch window. Or maybe it will be another instance where availability is going to be a complete nightmare for like the first fucking five six months until they get their their feet underneath of them. Uh, but what do you uh, what do you think about this, uh, Mister Black? You know, we got price points, we've got different flavors of storage and expansions and all this other stuff. I don't know how much other info you read about it thus far because it, ha- it just popped a couple hours ago. You were streaming, uh, but what are your uh, what are your thoughts on on Valve getting in on this action? I fucking love it. 
Oh my god! Excuse me! I fucking what? love this. Mark your calendar! Holy shit! I'm fucking Mr. Black pumped. likes something in the news segment? I am fucking pop! Wow! Let's go! I am more excited for this than I am the PS5. Uh, I absolutely am in love with what they've done here. Tell me I about think... it, Mr. Black. What do you what, tell me? Explain All this right. to me. Well, explain the taste. Well, from from <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start off with the negatives. I'm gonna get the negatives out of the way. All right, battery life small, two to seven hours, and I guarantee you, it's probably gonna be closer to the two than the seven. So it probably especially if all you're depends. playing. Like if you're playing high, you know, high resolution, heavy games, it should be noted that, that the switch, even the newer models are still only running you somewhere around four. So that's not surprising. You can only get so much out of this, but it is a downside. It is a negative. negative. There's no two ways around it. No, two ways. I'm not going to pretend like it doesn't exist. And let's be real here. There's games that you're playing on this shit. This isn't mobile, right? So like, you know, I mean, you could, you could. Yeah. But you're playing games here that you're likely going to be having a session, right? Yes. And yeah. if you're on the go, you're going to burn power pretty fucking quick. So that's one negative. The second negative is, from what I was seeing in the video, it doesn't seem like the the thumb pads are particularly in great positions. Now, obviously... Oh, the analog I, ones. The analog, sorry. Yeah, the analog Obviously, I haven't played it, so I can't really say for sure, but I feel as though it just looks... It, it, it actually resembles a sleeker, modern Game Gear. That's what it looks like. And that isn't necessarily a good thing. I do like the buttons they have on the back. They seem like they're going to be easy to click with your fingers. Um, there's just more buttons on there. Coincidentally, uh, the looks, Game Gear also two hours of battery battery, battery life. life. Yeah, except that you didn't get to pretty much recharge it. No, you, had you to put in like a shit ton of double A batteries. Forty forty dollars yeah. worth of double A batteries to get it working. Um, so you know that one is to be determined because I won't really know until I use it. It looks like they got some nice like uh, sensor pads there on the sides for. So those are uh, uh, the same as what's on the Steam controller. Okay. So, yeah. which I so own I and I've used. Yeah. And you know what? It takes a little bit of getting used to, but it is. I feel like if you were to put a controller like that in a kid's hand, for example, like let's say instead of playing on a PlayStation controller or an Xbox controller, you gave them that mode. Yeah. yeah. Bro, they'd be fucking wild yeah. with that thing. So, speaking of kids' hands, so this is the other negative, right? Yeah. This, this is for adults. This is, and and this is also sort of a positive, mm. right? It's a negative and it's a positive. It's a negative in, in the aspect of like, hey, you know what? My son ain't ever going to play this anytime soon. Like this looks like a very complicated uh, for, for a child to grasp. There's a lot of buttons. It's big. It's bulk. It looks like it's bulky to a degree. You're probably looking um, at like your your entry would be like six, seven years old before you'd get your hands on something like this. Yeah, and I think that's probably. I think you're probably looking at more of nine, ten years old yeah. to really grasp what the hell you're holding. I'd have to see like um, the UI too to understand like just how easy it is to get in and out of games yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um. So you know those those are pretty much it for the negatives. All right, what's our no, positives? No, there's a lot of positives. All right, hit there's me up. a lot of positives. The number one thing is it's got to be can, the price. I, 
Well, I'm getting to that. Okay. So the, the number one thing, the, yes. the the biggest motherfucking, the home run for me is I can take my Steam and I can play it on the go. Mm. You know all those Steam games that you really just are sitting there not playing? I would be far more likely to play them now than I ever have. Simply because when you're sitting in front of the computer, your mind is preoccupied on what's important in the now and and what is hot now. And you're also distracted, whether you're watching streams, YouTube videos, podcasts, whatever. Here, when you boot this up, your sole purpose is to play some games. And I feel as though I'm naturally going to want to go through a bunch of games to see how it runs, to see what it looks like, and and kind of play around with the device a little bit. So right then and there, the fact that I can have my Steam account transferred into something that I can take on the go, that I can take to Vegas, take on the airplane, you know, take, uh, lay in bed, go to my media room without my computer, dock this bitch, hook it up to the projector, and fucking play. No computer in there. All right, these are big. These are big bonuses. These, these are this is this, this is, is the big. console you or this is the handle you this bring is, to the Dominican Republic. Yes, this is big boy <laughs> shit. This is the this Nintendo is the Switch. day. This is the day five is rolled around, and you're done yes. with the sun. Yes, time to bring out the Steam Deck. It's time to bring out the Steam Deck. Oh, the other negative is the name because <laughs> it's so feeling, close. I ain't feeling that at all. But sure, okay. Um, another positive, the price. Nate, nobody gonna fucking complain. All right, I shouldn't say nobody because I've already it. seen somebody in my Discord complaining about the price at all three, at all three levels. I mean, come on, man, three, three hundred, four hundred dollars, three ninety nine, to basically get a computer in your hands that you don't need to upgrade, that you just sit there and listen. If the if the space is 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 a no go for you, you slide your SD card in the bitch. Go and buy an SD card when you want. Load up whatever fucking games you want to load up on the shit. It's not like SD cards are super fucking slow they're loading. Not super, no, they're not. They're you're not, not, you're not hooking in a fucking magnetic drive to not, fucking... And they're not super expensive. I mean, no. SD cards are fucking, you know, nothing nowadays, right? Unless you're buying, like, you know, massive-ass SD cards. And even then, you know, if you're going to go... Listen, most people have SD cards already. Yeah. So, like, you really don't necessarily need to get a bigger one for the hard drive space. You probably, I have SD cards laying around, like, you know, like, uh, it's 2021. This isn't the first piece of hardware and that even if you don't, an SD card. Even if you don't, a Class 10 high-speed SD card is not expensive. Yeah, exactly. So, I actually love the fact that you have three choices off the jump. $4.99 all the way up to $6.49. And spoiler alert, I'm buying the $6.49. And spoiler alert, I am going to be pre-ordering this tomorrow. I am going to be waiting, and I'm going to pre-order this shit tomorrow. I want this shit in my house. I want this in my life. This is the only console I actually give a fuck about in 2021. I got a PS5. I haven't used it for more than Amazon fucking Prime Video 
and Netflix, all right? I have zero desire to buy an Xbox, but I probably will when I can get my hands on one to say I got one. And Game Pass is incredible. And you don't even need Game Pass for the Xbox. I can just get it on my PC. So at the end of the day, this this piece of hardware, I don't know. I don't know if anybody else is as jazzed up as I am. I think there's a lot of people excited about it, yeah. Because this, this for me, I'm talking about for me now, for, for everybody, for, for a lot of other people, this might not be it for you. You might be like, listen, dude, if I'm going to play my PC games, I want to play it on a fucking PC. I want to play it on my big monitor. I want to fucking, you know, have it in 4K or the highest. But nobody's stopping you from doing that. Like, it's there. Nobody's nobody's stopping you from doing that. It's already there. And if you don't even want to experience it at all, you're like, well, then who cares? This ain't for you. But this is for me. As somebody that makes a living in front of the computer and as a as I haven't been a casual gamer in like eight years. This is like the gateway for me that I can become a casual gamer again. I can get out of my office and I can bring my gaming experience wherever the hell I want. And I'll be able to experience it in such a way that it feels like I'm not missing out on much. And if I want to plug it into my TV in my bedroom or in my living room or in my media room, I can do that. Hell, if I want to go over to a friend's house and they don't have the game that I have, I can literally bring my shit over to their house, plug it into the TV, and we can play. This this is the show for me. This, this is it. I also believe that this will get better in time if it's successful. And this is still kind of niche. So there is a chance that this thing falls flat and we're, we're stuck holding the bag. But as long as this does what it says it does, it doesn't matter if we get another iteration of this in another year or two years. We'll have it and we'll be able to use it. So I'm all in for this. Then this is coming from a guy that doesn't really care about complete peak performance for every game that I'm playing. I want to be able to lay in bed, play some Resident Evil. I want to be able to lay in bed and fuck around and play whatever. Doesn't really matter. I want to do that. And this gives me the option to do it. I'm sold. You mentioned something that might be more specific to somebody like you and I, but I still think probably plays a bit uh, as well to people that sit in front of a PC and and like you you mentioned distractions, you know, if, if you're in, if you're watching this on Twitch, you, you probably fall into this because you're probably watching this on the side while playing a game as it stands. Um, when I was just laid up on the couch and I had nothing to do and I'm bored as fuck, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to turn on this PlayStation 5 that I've got sitting here that M's been using as a Genshin Impact machine for the last, you know, while. Other than when I played, you know, uh, the Final Fantasy. And, uh, and see what's on there and, and, you know, play whatever. So when I was just sitting there on the couch, uh, and I didn't have any other distractions, the first thing that I noticed was that, you know, I turned on Astro's fucking Playroom, which is a free game that comes with the PlayStation. And yeah, like I said, it's a pretty good game. But... I felt like I, I actually wanted to, like, I was engaged I was engaged with a game that I wouldn't be engaged with normally. There is still something, like, if you were to strip away the distractions of the PC, and I was just somebody that 
I had a normal job and came home and played games. Uh, the the breadth of games that I would probably play would be dramatically different than they are right now, and not just because I stream games that I play. I mean, I I just mean in general, like even if it was on the PC, because I'm on the PC, I do I do often feel like you know I want to play the most recent stuff. I want to get the most out of my hardware. That like narrows the 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 list of stuff that I'll that I'll play. Or, uh, I'm just not as inclined to play some of the smaller stuff that I have, uh, for example. But with something like this, or if you're, if you're even getting away from the PC and you're just on a console, you do tend to, uh, gravitate towards playing a more variety. And your benchmark isn't so fucking high as to your entry point for, yeah, I'll actually give this game a, uh, a shot. So, the, I think that this thing is like the... The perfect, I have an enormous back catalog on Steam, and now I'm going to finally play some of this shit device. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's the, uh, I think it's the evolved and much more broadly appealing Steam machine that we got from years ago when they tried that whole program. But the problem with Steam machine was that they allowed a, a bunch of different companies to make steam machines and it just ended up not being much less expensive than like a normal computer would be and you got such variability and people weren't really buying into it because it's like well, how is this any different from just owning a pc this is different from owning a pc it still runs pc games this is a switch man and we can turn yeah this is a switch it's, it's, a, it's a switch for pc games i mean yeah. there's lots of games on a pc that you don't have to be like an adult or some shit or whatever. It's just that it's not Nintendo specific anymore. Right? But I think that this is just the evolution of the Steam machine or the Steam yeah, the Steam boxes or whatever they fucking called them. And I think that they made a smart a smart move by just doing it themselves, pushing it themselves, sourcing everything on their own and and doing it this way. I think that's the only reason the price is as low as it is. I suspect that they are biting it fucking hard at three ninety nine. Oh, I yeah. bet you that hurts real oh, hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's entirely possible that they're taking losses on these to sell Steam games uh, on their will. platform, and yep. they will sell many games. Imagine being imagine a Steam sale. You don't have to be at your PC anymore. Ah, uh, you just. Uh, I mean, you could do it on your phone before, but this seems like even more of like yeah, a. But bait. I mean, this is just like this is just like yeah. You got it in your pocket, man. Yeah, like this is. I mean, and, and the other things like, and the other thing to keep in mind too is the things that you, some of the things you mentioned that are downsides are downsides if you're just trying to be as compact as possible. But the reality is, you can hook up any controller you want. Yeah, PlayStation, Xbox, whatever. So you want. if you don't like the feel of it in your hand, yep, you know, prop it up on something and play with the controller. Which, yep. you know, not everyone wants, like, you know, people want to just have, like, the compact nature of just having the I console, mean, but... if it's docked, I'm likely going to be using a... I will be using well, a will controller. Well, because it's docked, yeah. It's docked. But if I'm on the go, I'm probably not setting it up and then, you know, p- using Playing a controller. It, yeah. Yeah. I'm probably just going to use the, the thing. If I'm bobber. on a plane, I'll bring, oh, a, then, I'll yeah. bring a controller, sit it on yeah. the fucking, sit like, on, fold-out yeah. thing. And I'm w- sure they're going to have a piece of hardware or uh, that you can, you know 
prop it up and and have it stand, you know, on Yeah, its, like on its own its. kickstand or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I um I think I think this has got a much better like a, I think it has a much better chance of 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 doing well and having actual long-term success. I think it was inevitably going to happen. We've already seen other they've talked about other companies trying to enter the space. Those other companies don't have the enormous machine uh, and and money that Valve does, nor do they have yep. the existing library and operating yep. system that Steam already does. So yep. they've got all the pieces. They just needed to source the hardware, and now that they have, it's here. And this is, you know, the the difference between buying this and, and, and a Nintendo Switch is do you want Nintendo games? Because otherwise, everything else about this... Oh, spoiler alert. Is spoil alert. Categorically this, better. This will be... <laughs> this will be hacked so hard, and you will be able to play whatever the fuck you want on this machine. One hundred. The emulator scene is going to go oh. wild. Oh, bro, you're gonna have every fucking old school N sixty four game, fucking Super Nintendo. You'll have everything on here. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter. Of these SD cards you slot, you slide in. You're you're gonna have games on games in this shit. It's not even just gonna be a Steam machine. This thing is going to be. You're gonna. It, it, you'll see, man. This thing is gonna be. I, I, and I, mean, I gotta. I, I, I. It cannot be understated how much that I think that even the most hardcore PC gamers, with a, a very small subsection of like simulator people and 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 maybe RTS folks. I, it cannot be understated. At least, oh, I, I won't. I won't blanket this. I'll just say for me personally, it cannot be understated how much I fucking hate playing games on a computer. I fucking hate it. I loathe it. If this was not my job, and I didn't, and it wasn't, and it wasn't a matter of like uh, of running a stream from a non-computer specific look, it wasn't as uh, more of a headache. I would undoubtedly get the fuck away from a computer. I hate it. I hate the process of setting games up on it. I hate the process of doing any online multiplayer with computers versus consoles. I fucking hate sitting with a keyboard and mouse, even though I'm better now with the keyboard and mouse than I am with a controller, and that pisses me off because now it's hard to go back now that I've done it. I hate that it's uncomfortable. I've had every chair. I've had the, I've had Herman Miller all the way through, I had every fucking chair. Ain't no computer chair on earth you can convince me is as comfortable as kicking it on a fucking couch. And it doesn't even have to be an expensive couch. It could be a fucking Ikea couch. You could buy some shit for fucking five. You can find it on the side of the road. You put that in your room. It is going to be more comfortable to kick back, relax with a controller in your hand and a big ass TV and just chill. And yeah, you could do that with a computer. You can hook a computer to a TV. You can sit back with a controller once you've like turned everything on and you've started the whole thing and you can maybe make use of like Steam's big picture mode. But again, there's so much more fucking head so much more headache to that. Consoles is just it's the beauty of just turn that bitch on, play your fucking game, you're done. And having a handheld like this It does that. It 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 gets as close it's still Steam, so it's still PC, but it gets as close to that as you can. While getting you away from this, I hate playing yep. games on a computer. I always have. It's now yep. the moment that I started streaming. The first thing that I missed was just kicking back on a couch and relaxing. Yep. You know, um, it's every when I move out of here, 
again and I'm getting and I'm setting up my new office space, there is a fucking ridiculously high probability chance that I'm going to set it up so that everything runs through a fucking TV and I'm going to either use this microphone for VO only podcast of uh, review stuff, whatever. And I'm going to get a headset microphone and I'm going to sit my ass on a fucking couch or a, or a lazy boy chair and fuck all this, fuck all this shit. I'm going to enjoy games again, bro. Just playing it. It's 10, yeah. it's a 1080p TV. Yeah. So I like, it looks and runs better on my PC, but I prefer that. Yep. It's a different animal. Adam, so, you're a console gamer, man. You're a console gamer at heart. So am I. It's just the way it's. I think gaming well, in general is just console fucking, sp- like like a PC. Ultimately, like any uh, other than other than trying to be competitive in first person shooters, or playing something like StarCraft, like a like a something that yeah. requires a keyboard and mouse to really do League of Legends or something. Compet- yeah. uh, what are you something, doing? Something that's very competitive. Like what are you what are you fucking doing? You're grabbing the nearest whatever version of a fucking. They all look the fucking same now because Xbox already figured it out. Years ago, you're grabbing a controller and you're fucking playing your games on a, on a controller because it's just nice to sit back and relax. You can't fucking sit back and relax with a keyboard and mouse. You're oh, sitting, I agree. You're sitting erect at your desk. So yep, I agree. I think this is uh, amazing. The price point's incredible. Uh, the battery life sucks some serious balls, but you know what? It sucks balls on the Switch too. So yep. it's kind of six and one half and doesn't have another. And the thing about this is that just like the Switch, it's USB C. So buy a fucking battery pack for like four dollars. Yeah. Slap it in and just Charge plug it, it in, and yeah. boom! I've got a battery pack in there that charges the switch two and a half times, and it's yeah. not that big. It's like a fucking thing. I could Velcro it to the back of the switch and just hold it. Done, and all of a sudden I've got like fucking nine to you're twelve hours. Game. Yeah, you're playing a full game one sitting. <laughs> so it's not that big of a deal. Uh, so there you go. That's that's big news. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see it. Hopefully they're not like ridden with uh, with you know bad bugs and everything to take their feet out from underneath them. Uh, with this, I suspect because this is kind of similar to those Steam boxes, they should have the majority of that stuff already worked yeah, out. Down, yeah. And uh, yeah, kind of uh, excited to see how uh, how it all comes together for them. But there you go. Mister Black is getting in on it tomorrow. I'm getting in on it tomorrow. I'm going to pay my $5.70 rever- uh, reserve fee. Yep. And I'm in. Mm. I'm in. Mm. I want it my life. At least That's one of us. Uh, I, I can't justify it my, myself, but uh, but it'll be nice for one of us to have it because then we'll know. Oh, I can justify it. It, it. it The fact that I can just hook that up into my media room and just play my games. Oh yeah, it, that's it, man. Uh, that's just the show. <laughs> that, that's that's the show. And I don't want to set up. I don't want to buy another PC and set up another PC, right? No, it's just plug it and go. Use my fucking PS5 controller if I want. Just be gone with it. It's the dream. It's the fucking dream. It is the fucking dream. Uh, the RAM. Okay, so somebody's asking uh, for people playing sandbox games. Will RAM be limited? There are people out there with thousands of workshop items where 64 gigs is common. Look, you got to understand, first of all, it's got 16 gigs of DDR5 RAM. So a lot. That's, a fair, that's a fair amount of RAM. 16 gigs is like the, the what you want to buy these days for gaming to cover your bases, even if you're doing like pretty heavy-duty gaming. This isn't for you if you're the type of person doing heavy, heavy work, you know, uh, Modding workshop and modding and shit, shit that yeah. this ain't for you 
If you, the moment that you say, but my thing needs 64 gigs of RAM, you've already, you've already gone well outside the scope of this yeah. device. This yeah. is, this is like Jeff said, plugging in Resident Evil, you know, Resident Evil Village. You could play something like that. That's AAA top of the line shit. You're going to play it and it's going to look and run pretty damn well. And it's on a seven inch screen. It only has to fucking be so amazing because it's on a seven inch fucking screen, yep. but it's not going to be. It's not going to be... It's not your PC. And you no. know what? In some cases, this is more powerful than your PC. Because <laughs> so, it's it's portable. Yes. So, you know, um, this ain't going to be for everybody. This is a niche console. This is not, not going to be a competitor in the console wars. This is going to be its own thing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a godsend for those that can find a use for this it just will period and i also think that you know pc enthusiasts and that love pc gaming and that don't want to admit that they love to console game and they think pc's master race i think this is a beautiful bridge and a marriage between the two because people can still say hey hey man yeah i'm using a console but it's powered by by steam it's a PC handheld, you know? Uh, I think that there'll be merit there. And I think people will, the ones that are sort of stuck in the middle, like, I ain't never owning a Switch, man. Fuck that shit. I'm a PC gamer. You'd be surprised how many of these people are going to go out and grab one of these bad boys because it fits their 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 little bubble in the world that they're in. And they're still going to have that feeling of being on the internet. Like, the fact you can still go on Google Chrome and browse the internet, watch Twitch, check your email. You can do everything. It's a fucking PC on the go. Anyway, I'm sold. Mr. Black, it's time to do a little sellout for me. Sell me on something other than the Steam Deck. All right. Uh, um, we've got we've got Patreon. All right, guys, keep this podcast going, man. We're we're phasing out, man. Jeff's just right. finally found something he likes. You know what? If that ain't worth, if that ain't worth a subscription over on Patreon, patreon.com slash lag TV, then it's it because you're about to go back to Jeff hates everything for like the next two years. So, <laughs> this know, is your this, time. This is it, man. This is a celebration. All right. This is rare. It's rare. Um, I think I might've done more talking in the front <laughs> half than Adam has, which by the way, guys never happens. I don't think it's ever happened. <laughs> ever. All right, so patreon.com slash lag TV. All right, <laughs> head on over there, man. Listen, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep it a hundred with you guys, man. <laughs> the The podcast is sucking ass right now. Numbers wise, y'all need to step this fucking shit up, man, <laughs> because uh, because at the end of the day, I'm not talking Patreon. I'm just talking in general. At the end of the day, guys, <laughs> like well, uh, we're, pre- we're preaching to the choir right now. They're already listening or watching. Yeah, I suppose you're right. <laughs> Listen, hit the fucking like we button. Can't, we can't guys, tell them to, watch, to guys, watch it any harder than they're already watching it. You guys stop doing that shit, all right? Go <laughs> go over to YouTube and hit the damn like button and share the podcast, man. Do the, it. You know what, though? Something, something, something definitely has happened here in the last, like, only in the last probably month and a half, two months, where the algorithm's just... Not hey, doing us said no. Nah, it's over for you. Man. It's not doing us any favors. Like our our podcast numbers on YouTube, like literally almost cut themselves in half out of nowhere. 
Like, nothing changed. All of our, like, uh, SEO stuff is all uh, the same, you know, fundamentals and whatnot. But we're not even getting to, like, the same people within our own fucking subscriber base anymore. So something, something weird fucking went down there in the last probably six, uh, six weeks. It's kind of fucking weird. I don't, I don't know yeah. what the hell went on there. Uh, yeah, and I then don't know, man. On Patreon, like, the Patreon thing is whatever because the Patreon you know thing gonna is... We're going to have to do shorts, man. We have to get on the YouTube The short YouTube game. shorts? Uh, That's what we have to do. We have to get Mark to who gives a fuck about the clips channel, right? He needs to let that shit die. And then what he needs to do is he needs to get clips of our analogies and fun shit and put that up on our damn YouTube channel. Do we even on have the access to TV one? Yeah, do we even I have, have access to, to, to shorts on, on Lag TV. We should. I mean, I haven't logged into the account in forever, but I have one on my, on my channel. I can put up shorts oh. and the shorts, the shorts, Oh, the that's shorts are big. YouTube's pushing, man. Yeah, yeah. Yo, that's our, that's our, that's it right there. That's, that's our, that's our hail mary right now. <laughs> is you need to tell Mark, bro, to let bro, that, to, look, to let look, that other channel die. Look, right? I'm doing and this podcast till ninety fucking years old. It's gonna make four dollars a month. I'm gonna look. be fucking doing another job entirely because look, this this is it. I'm gonna just let you know to be a Debbie Downer, guys. Adam's getting <laughs> out. Adam's getting out the fucking game. I'm gonna to go. still. I'm still doing the. I'm still reviewing games. I'm still gonna stream, be around, but it ain't gonna be like it was for the last decade because it ain't there anymore. At some point, whatever it was that I did on Twitch, it ain't it anymore. It's not the hot shit. My viewers now are lower than they were when I basically started on the platform, which I didn't think was humanly possible. But it is. We discovered a way to find our way there. So unless I start fucking doing RP naked, my Twitch channel is. In the dumps. So I'm going to, uh, that's already going to be changing. The fucking uh, review stuff will continue. The website's still being built. All that stuff's going to continue on, but it's not going to be like it used to be. This podcast I will continue doing until people stop listening to the fucking thing. But the reality is, is that, is that sometimes you just got to recognize when you're getting fucked up and we're yep. getting fucked up. Yep. We're getting fucked up. The, 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 there's no amount of algorithm pulling us up out of the fucking depths uh, of this one, we should absolutely do shorts though, and we're we're gonna, oh, we're gonna we we're, we can we For can exposure. I will uh, pi- I will shorts. talk to Mark about pivoting to, yeah. to shorts because the the shorts I guarantee you will do more views than all of those clips like in a week combined. Oh like, yeah, because that's yeah, what yeah. that's what the algorithm just pushed that, and yeah. it goes up to a bunch of people, and then they can actually see like, oh my god, this is the podcast. Let me actually go check out the fucking podcast. Yeah. Right. So uh, that that's 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 my last. We can we can definitely we can definitely pivot to uh to, to that shit for sure. Yeah. Um. And, and you know we should if we're doing shorts he should literally open up. Uh. Anyway, I'll I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Um. Anyway, let's go into the next sellout. We got NordVPN. All right. Uh. Go on over there. NordVPN.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT and get 70% off. Plus, if you get a two-year subscription, you get a bonus month on top of that. You get to stay safe, stay anonymous. I heard somebody on my stream today say, listen, man, we were talking about Netflix when I heard about the gaming stuff. They're like, man, Netflix and and uh, the Danish Netflix, or I think it was Danish or some shit. He was like, man, that sucks. There ain't nothing on that. I said, hey, NordVPN. 
when you have NordVPN for that low, low price of less than a cup of coffee a month. That's right. You can go ahead and have access to every Netflix there is in the world by simply masking your IP to a different country, logging in as if you're visiting that country, and unlock all of their shows and movies all on your same Netflix subscription. What are you waiting for? That right there alone is worth the paid subscription. I can tell you right now, I've done it many times, and it works. It works well because their servers are fast. It's easy to set up. You can do it on your phone, on your PC. Hell, you'll be able to do it on your Steam Deck at some point. (laughs) I guarantee it. You'll be able to put NordVPN on your damn Steam Deck when that comes out. So head on over to NordVPN.com. Oh, did I mention you stay safe and anonymous so that the the interwebs, you know, the dark web people ain't trying to steal your information? <laughs> Mask your IP. Stay safe. Protect yourself. And watch region block content. And support the stream all at the same time. Everybody feels good. It's a win-win-win. And here's the great part. If you don't like it, you get 30 days. Money-back guarantee. Hell, keep the free first month. They're going to give you your money back. So what do you got to lose? It's 2021. If you don't have a VPN, stop the madness. Get one. And when you do it, go to NordVPN and use the promo code OTT. Up next, we have got Elgato. Two things have been announced today for Elgato. Number one, they now have an XLR uh, deck. So you will be able to plug your XLR microphone. High quality, baseline, and high preamps right in on that and hook everything up. Your stream deck, all that. Phantom powered. Audio interface. All set up, boom, ready to go. Elgato just announced it today. Oh, is that what was in the box? That was what was in the box. So make sure that you guys go and check it out. It is called, let me get the name, the Wave XLR. So go and check it out. Between between the Steam Deck and the Wave XLR, we're really stretching on these these names. Plus, guys, I got an even better announcement. Elgato, they just broke the streaming world with their new product. That's also got announced today. Is it a is it a high quality webcam? It's called the face cam. <laughs> I, and boys, I fucking oh boys, knew it. Oh boys. I it's, fucking knew it. It's making the Logitech C920 look like it came out 10 years ago. I f- well, it did come out 10 years because ago. It did came out 10 years. It was supposed to be part of my joke. Right? <laughs> So make sure you guys go and check that out. I'm going to put in an order. I'm going to try and get Adam and I both one. Um, and uh, I'll, you can I'll see put all, you'll be able to count the hairs on my head now, Jeff. Yes. In uh, HD. And high quality. 60 frames. It's going to be the show. All right. So make sure. And you can do all kinds of stuff on the fly manually. You can change all the lighting and the 
the the contrast, all this stuff. You just do it right on the thing looks fire. It's about damn time. So make sure you guys go and check out Elgato. Link is in the description below and go check out their two new products. All right. Obviously, I need to go and read up on them a little bit more um, so that next week I'll be able to sell out even harder. But mm. um, they've got a webcam. That's all I needed to hear. Uh, as for the audio interface, if you guys have an XLR uh, microphone, you don't want to use a Wave 3 product that's USB, which I use when I do all my uh, my IRL uh, live streams, uh, which is great. But say if you want to hook up your Neumann or your whatever. Your Bro, ain't SMB, nobody fucking running a Neumann. You know, okay. They're, they're likely not running a Just Neumann. Just say SM7B. If they, have, if they have one, it's a fucking SM7B. It's an SM7B, yeah. all right? Uh, you can plug that right in to uh, to your Wave XLR, all right? So definitely go and check their products out. They've been sponsoring the stream as well uh, in the podcast for quite some time, so go show them some love. And that's it for Sellout. Which means it's time for the next very short segment of... Movies and TV. Amazon can the Nicolas Cage Tiger King special. I know. I saw that, man. I saw that yesterday. My, my heart went out to you. Somebody better pick that shit up. I'm going to be very upset. Somebody make it happen. You know Nicolas Cage is already selling it to more people right now as we speak. Dude, they need to go to, they need to, go to Netflix. Netflix will That's fucking it do it. Go. That's where they need to go. It needs to be a, there originally anyway. Exactly. That in the Witcher 2 season, uh, or the Witcher season 2, I should say, lands December 17th. So... Nice. And that's that's it. You watch Inside yet? Uh, no, still haven't watched Inside. Okay. Uh, what did I watch though? I watched Black Widow. How'd that go? Uh, seven out of ten. Okay, that's expected. Uh, I actually fell asleep at one point. Woke back up. Um, I'm not a huge Black Widow fan to begin with, so it's was whatever for me. Okay. Um, what else did I see that was good? I thought I watched another movie. Oh, Quiet Place Two. Oh, you watched that? Okay. Shit was fire. Okay. That shit was fire. Okay. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb. Is it better than one? say it was better than the first one. That almost never happens. You're talking about a sequel being better than the original? It is so close. The only way that it's not as good as as the first one is that you already know the aliens and you already know so you know all you all you know the premise yeah yeah, yeah. you know the premise but i will say they added some things in here they they there's more characters in this but there isn't too many and the suspense is still as Mm. you know yeah as gripping as ever so uh i gotta i gotta say that right there so far i would say is the best movie of the year i've seen I would say is a quiet place too. And then, you know, fatherhood is probably second, which still rattles my mind that that's actually that a Kevin Hart movie is, you know, what else rattles my, my mind? And I meant to write it in here. The pig movie is getting banger reviews. What, what is the Nicolas Cage pig movie is getting oh, good boy. reviews. Oh boy. What is it on Rotten Tomatoes right now, Jeff? Go check that out. Let's 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 get. I know IGN gave it a nine. What? <laughs> wow. So it's got a eighty-one percent 
for critics and 78 for audience. Holy shit! For a Nicolas Cage movie based on revenge for a truffle pig? Wait, wait, wait. This can't be the right... No, no. This is a different pig. What? Oh, okay. okay what's... Yeah, no, no, no. It's what, literally just name? called Pig. Nicolas Cage... I don't even see Nicolas Cage in this movie. He's not even listed as an actor. That doesn't make any sense. He's literally the lead guy. Oh, wait. This is Pig from 2018. Let me see here. Metacritic apparently has it at 86 right now. Oh, my God. It's nine... <laughs> it's 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa! He's doing it, Jeff! He's doing it! Nicholas Cage is doing it! It's Dude, happening! That Alex Wolf guy, who's like, uh, I guess, co-leading with him, this guy's a hell of an actor. This guy is like blowing up. Uh, this guy can act. Like... If you go to if you go to his his rotten rotten tomatoes page, he's man, he has been in a lot of great he, movies. This guy's doing do, it. He's doing it. What the fuck, man? Nicholas Cage's Renaissance is upon us. Ninety eight percent. Wow. I didn't even see this trailer. No, you didn't. Oh my no. god, dude! Let's watch it right now. All Let's right, fuck fucking it. do all Let's right. Watch the just, trailer. Just give me just give me a second, guys, to kind of pull this up. Oh my god, he's doing it. What an absolute hero. <laughs> oh my god. You let me know when uh when you're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, hold on. Let me get this. Uh, three, two, one, go. <laughs> that shit he's smelling? That's truffle. Oh. You know the shit that they uh, shave on your food for $700? Looks like another movie where Nicolas Cage barely talks. Academy Award winner. Looking for a truffle peg. Someone star. I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. What are you thinking? I remember every meal I ever cooked. I remember every person I ever served. You live your life for them, and they don't even see you. You don't even see yourself. He's doing it, Jeff. 
don't get a lot of things to really care about. Who has my pig? Needs to add fucking in there. Who has my fucking pig? He's doing it. He's doing it. He's fucking- he's doing it, Jeffrey! <sighs> I don't know, man. It doesn't- it, I mean, it, it looks a little- looks a little... Bleh to me, but- He's doing it! We'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's rated R, bro! I don't know what the fuck is in this movie, but... It's a mystery thriller drama. You know what? I'm in, man. I'm in. I'm in. I want to see it. Everybody, every critic's loving this shit. Look, I'm not saying it, but, you know, it's the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We will see. So, yeah, there it is. Pig. When does it come out? <laughs> it comes out uh, July 16th in limited theaters. So, I'm sure Tomorrow. the... There you go. Maybe I'll end up watching Pig this weekend. I'm sure it'll be on, I'm sure it'll be on the internet. Oh my god. Incredible. I'm telling you. All right. Nicholas Cage is coming back. We'll see. He's coming he's we'll making see. he's making his comeback. You know what would be incredible? Like they've been using that Academy Award winner for Nicholas Cage since I don't know probably what 98. <laughs> Cuz that was like the last time he would have gotten an Academy Award. How incredible it would it be if this ends up getting him another Academy Award? I doubt it, but we'll see. Who knows? Uh, bro, fucking Rotten Tomatoes at 98%, bro. It's already in the discussion. Yeah, but you know what, though? Rotten Tomatoes can be... It can be a finicky thing. Well, I'll be, be really like, interested to see what the audience score is in a week's time. Score, I'm sure the audience score will be much lower because most yeah, audience almost aren't, always aren't, is. aren't like, you know, into this type of thing. But you never know. We'll see. Oh, my God. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Which time that's means it. it's time to move on to tech support. Patreon.com slash lag TV. If you want to help financially support the podcast, so that we keep doing this crazy shit into our old age. Uh, Ten dollars more each month gets us. Uh, and yourself, I should say, uh, the ability to uh, do a couple things, one of which is ask us questions each and every week on a post I put up before the podcast called Tech Sport. We answer as many of them as we can. Ooh. What? Elgato also, also announced a mic arm as well. And they oh. got all kinds of stuff coming. They're all in. They're all in, man. They're all in. Anyway. I mean, I mean, it's a mic arm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we needed a mic arm, but, you know, fuck it. Mic arm. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, Mark Furry asks, how have Jeff's experiences in VR been? Uh, good. good. I like VR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can usually do like two hours of VR before like it starts to have diminishing, uh, you know, returns, I guess, in terms of enjoyment, uh, where it just kind of starts to kind of lose its 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 thing it's not something i'd be able to do all day every day but overall it's been positive i mean it's it's sort of in my alley anyway you know it'd be cool to do some escape rooms and different things like that in vr there's various 
types of genres that that really thrive in VR? Uh, Elio asks, when is the uh, the first post-COVID podcast in person happening? Really looking forward to that. The energy between you is just different. Um, the dead earliest, like the absolute earliest, is like mid-late August. Because it will be Jeff's second vaccine plus the the late oh, layover time, whatever, for the second vaccine to take effect. Uh, yeah. And then also low-key waiting to see when my grandmother gets her second. Because if, it, if I wasn't here with that, everyone else is two vaccines deep. It's not a big deal. You can still carry uh, COVID and not have any symptoms, you know, normally, let alone with two vaccines. And I'm still here. I still occasionally have to be in close contact, literally physically picking my grandmother up out of bed. So um, that will, that's the, the last puzzle piece there um, for sure will be that. But uh, it would still be weeks, uh, uh, more than a few weeks away uh, regardless. But uh, yeah, that poor podcast room. <laughs> it's empty. It's empty. Uh a random question. Mr. Uh, Mr. Jorbach asks, if zombies started pawing at your doors, what improvised weapons from around the house would you use? Improvised weapons. Bro, I'm picking up this PS5 and I'm fucking throwing it at them. There you go. There you go. That'll take out at least six, seven, just for the sheer size. If I can get it through the doorway. Man, I'm taking these scissors, man, that I always have. The right to the head. I'm getting, I'm getting pretty good with these things. Right, right in the side <laughs> of the temple. Take out that zombie. Uh, yeah, shit. I don't know. I'd be hard-pressed to not want to just use, like, a fucking baseball bat or some shit. Uh, just yeah, golf club. Golf club, baseball. Golf club, break too easy. But baseball bat. Yeah, that'll hold out. We'll hold yeah. out. Yeah. Just a fucking big ass kitchen knife seems sensible. There's only so many things unless you got like unless you're. You know. I think a knife would be would kind of be shitty though. I think you'd really need to get something blunt. You know, blunt is ideal insofar as that unless you're walking around with katanas. Yeah, you know, you get the range with a baseball bat, but if, with a mm. with a kitchen knife, you and or your there pair you of go. scissors. My Frostmorn sword. I'm grabbing my Frostmorn sword. Well, it didn't go through a TV. It might not. Yeah, but, you know, zombie's flesh is really, like, you know, That's soft true. and, you know, easy to, you know, if you punch the zombie hard enough, you might your hand might go through it, you know? <laughs> That's so, true. That's fair. Frostmourne sword. That's true. Uh, Elio asks uh, another question here. Uh, watched an old podcast the other day when you had Nathaniel on as a guest. That was a cool dynamic. Any chance you'll invite another guest again in the future? We have, in the podcast room, we actually have a better setup to have guests than we do if we were doing it like we are right now. Um, and we have, uh, so we have the, the capability loosely to do it, uh, relatively well. I'd have to relearn how to do it. Cause that I'm going to have to relearn that mixer. In fact, there's about 15 fucking firmware updates. I'm going to have to plant on that thing for the first, for the first podcast. Um, but, uh, the only reason we haven't is simply, we just don't have anyone that's in our wheelhouse to talk about a topic. That like when you when you bring a guest on, we brought Nate on because we you know we were we talked about Starcraft and streaming, and like that's that's an easy guest for us. But if you're bringing in somebody from the industry, you need to be able to fucking think about something to talk about, and ideally 
both Jeff and I are interested in said topic, um, you know, to have them on, to, to have like a, uh, a discussion about it. Otherwise, the way that it would end up going would be more like we, uh, uh, we do it off of the live podcast and then stitch it into the podcast in post. Um, but right, much. which is, which is, you know, uh, the, the reality is right now we'd have to find somebody that would like, would even bother with this podcast, yeah. uh, to do that, which is more challenging than you might think. Uh, that's not, that's not to say that we're against the idea. It's just the reality of the situation. Um, D needs, Hey, in relation to this Elgato news anyway, I mean, it's a little, a little related to this. What's something that you could really use in your stream setup that doesn't exist, at least to your knowledge? I've given Elgato a couple of ideas here in the past. Uh, on this on this very podcast about things that I could definitely make use of. Um, I'll tell you this. Uh, the first person to come out with a a uh, an interface, an audio interface that has multiple optical audio in uh, is going to fucking win my uh, my heart over uh, because it means that you can feed console audio and PC audio. Um, directly in without having to do these weird conversions to analog and then plugging it into a mixer via XLR or, or, or quarter inch jack TRS cable. Cause when you do that, you, uh, and even with good equipment, you can oftentimes introduce like noisy, crackly audio when you're converting, uh, and it's a pain in the ass. But if you just have, uh, optical in, that's what I have in my my Audient ID twenty two. It's got it's got uh, uh, it's got a optical in. So if I'm streaming my console, I just a, an HDMI audio stripper that I just plug in a, a fucking uh, optical cable and plug it in, and I've got console audio for myself through my headphones as well as the stream, and then that whole thing goes in to my uh, second p my streaming PCs interface via optical cable. Optical cable is the fucking goat for any of this shit. Uh, anyone that's run a lot of analog equipment, it's a pain in the ass. I used to run my entire stream analog. I still have equipment in there from when I ran it all analog. Jeff will remember when he came over, I literally had dad and I built a tower on the front of my couch that it was kind of dope. Honestly, it was kind of fucking fire, but like full blown Allen and Heath mixer, 15 input fucking mixer with a full-blown EQ, double fucking, uh, tube amp, the whole nine yards, a, a compressor, an inline compressor, all ran into this, this, uh, this thing, and then the consoles and the PC all got fed in, but the amount of cable was, and, and adapters and shit was just, fuck, no, I, I don't want any part of it, so the first person that comes out and says, yeah, we got this mixer, like the, the, the new one that Elgato's got, if you gave me that, and then on the ins, you gave me, let's say, two digital audio ins and one digital audio out. You have my money. Uh, because in the in, for streamers now, you've got PC, maybe a couple of consoles, and running audio through that shit, all analog is a pain in the fucking ass. So uh, give me digital. So that's one of those things that uh, I could... I could think of that would make uh, the life of a lot of streamers easier and uh, and cut down on cable clutter. What about you? I'm going with uh, customized uh, desks. 
I want I I I I would love a company, a gaming focused company like Elgato or Really you know Elgato. You you know damn well Elgato is fielding the idea of a standing like an electronic fucking that's, motorized desk that's like I have. Where where you know you can customize your desk to fit your specific area in your your house. Um, that they have built in modules for their equipment that sits in it nicely, fit it, form fit it there. Um, I I I would be down for that. And it's got, you know, a nice look to it that's sleek. Doesn't need to have RGB all over the place. Just needs to be sleek. It needs to be um, hydraulic. Um, it's basically, give me what I've got. This de- You haven't seen it yet, I don't think, unless you saw the picture. This is a really fucking nice desk. Yeah. The only downside is that streamers, in on average, need a really deep yeah, because you got so much shit and the monitors and everything, everything else, right? Keyboards, everything. And so this standard depth of thirty inches just ain't enough. Yeah. And yeah. so like, you, like a thirty-six to forty-two inch, better. Yeah. Uh, and and so yeah, I agree. That's another one. But you know what? I can almost mm-hmm. guarantee they've been fucking oh, rolling yeah. that idea. They're just looking to see if they can source it for a good price and fucking start putting shit together. That's all. Uh, Bro, they'll have a yeah. dock. They'll have a dock station for your stream deck on it. Yep. They'll have yep. all that shit or this new fucking interface and like, whatever. Even if it was, even if it was one that you can piece together yourself, right? So you can just buy individual pieces to make your desk longer, shorter, bigger, like almost like Lego that kind of built builds together, and uh, you know have a hydraulic system that can go up and down. I mean, whoo, that would be a game changer, and they would have all of my money. Actually, the if it was Elgato, Elgato, I'd probably get it for free. So. The Elgato Stream Desk. There you go. <laughs> the, El, the Elgato That's another Stream one. Desk. I'm getting well, free, get one. free shit here. It's yep. the only reason they're still sponsoring this podcast. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm sure there's other shit, too, I could think of. But those are probably the two. Oh, the last one. That apparently, I don't know, I have to see this one because Jeff just mentioned it. Elgato's new webcam. You know, uh, the other guys have them as well. You know, the other competitors have them as well, like 4K fucking whatever webcams. But the trick is, is that they all suck. Their dynamic range is is dog shit. Um, they, it's, it's, it's like, you know, if you go in and you, and you, and you're looking at the TV section in the Walmart and it's technically, it says 4K and it says HDR. Uh, but it's, it, it neither does 4K or HDR particularly well. It's just like technically, like legally they can put it on the box but it's not really. That's kind of what those webcams are like. It's like they're technically giving you 4K, but they're really not great, and their dynamic range is ass. Uh, so the first person that gives us, like... Uh, we all know... Like, what do streamers use, Jeff, right now? They use... I mean, we're cheap asses. We're using webcams right now, but most of them are using fucking DSLR setups now, right? Yep. And hooking yep. them up through, coincidentally, an Elgato fucking cam link uh, more often than not. And uh, they do that to get these like super. But the thing is, that's a deep investment. The like the lowest end you're going to get in for on that is like a thousand dollars, and that's if you're lucky and you know what you're looking for and you source your parts. Most of these people are got like fucking full frame Sony's. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Keep like going. they like they're they're spending like five grand for a webcam setup. So if you give me the first person that comes out. For for four hundred and ninety nine dollars, that gives me a um, a closer to DSLR quality. Doesn't have to be DSLR quality, but closer to it. 
with high with good high dynamic range, uh, and uh, and good and good you know sharp image doesn't need to be able to have like crazy optical fucking zoom and shit. Just give me good. The first person that does that for four ninety nine and then and then literally saves the majority of streamers that want to get that high quality look thousands of dollars. There you go. Done. Go. I have no. I haven't seen the Elgato one. I don't know. I have to look in to see what they're providing. I doubt it's that because I bet you they're trying to sell it for probably with the other ones in the market. It's probably selling for one ninety nine, uh, two forty nine max. If I had to take a fucking wild guess, it's it probably in that pocket. Um, but yeah, I would uh, I would go that route uh, for me as well. Uh, would be would be nice because fucking the C nine twenty shit is just. It's old. It needs a break. It needs to be put out to pasture, Jeff. Yes, sir. We need to old yeller that shit. Alexa, mowing the lawn or shoveling the snow? Mowing the lawn. Every day. Easy. Every fucking day, bro. Easily. Uh, Brian asked, do you think people who've been working remotely should uh, go, have to go back to the office? I think that's company specific, but the reality is, and and we've now we've now seen it because of the pandemic, a lot of a lot of office situations. You don't need to be in an office. <laughs> you know, you just you just don't. For a lot of it, probably seventy percent. If I had to just throw a random number out there of people who were stuck in a fucking cubicle at an office doing this work, did not need to be in that office in the first place. At all. Unless you're working in a really specific dynamic team environment that requires you to be seeing and collaborating physically with other people in your team on a, on a nearly daily basis. No. And there's not many of them. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. There's just, there's just not many of them. I'm, uh, what, do you, what do you think? Basically the same? Uh, I mean, what was the question? Like, do you, do you need think, to go back? Do you or, think that office workers should have to go back? Or do you think companies well, I should mean, do- I mean, should have to is a little bit kind of, I mean, if the company says you should, then. Yeah. You, There's you a reason why a lot of people are walking away from their jobs. Um, it's because the company is trying to get them to go back and they're like, no. Well, bro. I think, I think a lot of people are, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's some of it. And I also think a lot of people are walking away from their jobs because they get used to not working for a while and they've become lazy. Um, and they are creating issues that really aren't, um, that weren't issues before because now that they've got a taste of, of well, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure that exists know. for sure. Oh, uh, uh, it exists heavily, but the, it, the it heavily, but, but I, I don't want to call everyone fucking lazy. The reality is, is that most office work, most people are done by like fucking lunch hour and then they're just pretending to work for the rest of the day. Uh, and so the whole oh, concept, agree. the whole concept of you need to be a nine to five when you can get the job done faster. I think that the, the corporate environment needs to shift away from how many hours are you giving me versus when I give you this task, are you completing it on time? And is it done really well? And if the answers are yes, they shouldn't fucking care if you sat in the office for 40 hours uh, to accomplish said task. Cause ultimately where you are, doesn't matter. It's, is the end product good? And was it done on time or earlier? And that's it. So the, you know, because otherwise you're, you're not getting either way. People are slacking off at work. They call it slacking off, but the reality is they're just done their fuck. A lot of people are just done their work. There's not that much work to do in a lot of office environments. Uh, you, you know, unless they're, you're getting fucking like dumped on, but the reality of, of, 
of office life, especially in North America specifically, is just fucking it's it's what I call theatrical. You go in and you and you're and you're putting on some theater. It's uh yes, sir, I'll have that on your office uh, or in your office by, you know, or on your desk by the end of the of the workday or whatever. And your shit is done early because it's not yeah. that taxing. No, I, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I I just think uh uh I, I I I just I just think there's there's people that are making uh mountains out of out of things that aren't mountains uh simply because they just don't feel like going back to work uh and working in a in a brick and mortar when they've been used to working at home for a while. And yeah, I agree. There's most work can be done at home and there's literal studies show that you're actually more productive working at home than you are at at the workplace um, for many, many different industries. Um, I think ultimately what what will happen for a lot of jobs is there will be partial uh, in-house work days. So, you know, you might have to go into work uh, twice a week. Um, yeah. You know, oh, that'll definitely be, be the because case. you still yeah. yeah you still need to in in many things is is to ha is to go into the office and get certain things done that needs to be done but um if you're a secretary or you're a you know call center or whatever a lot of times stuff can be done right at home they just don't like having people at home because they felt as though you know work wasn't getting done or it wouldn't have been as productive Obviously, that's not the case, and it hasn't been for a long time. And I think the smart business owners are going to realize that why am I spending ten thousand dollars a month on office space, or in some cases, fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars a month in in brick and mortar, when I can save that cost, have my good employees work from home, fire the ones that are going to take advantage of the situation and not get anything done. It's all about proper hiring. You know, if you hire the right person, like there's always going to be fuck boys and fuck girls that are going to be at home and watch our podcast and not do anything. Well, the, the fastest route is does, do they get the, the task that they've been assigned done? Yeah. If not, well, you're I mean, fired. Well, I mean, the other thing is too, is, is, <laughs> is what the other thing is, is also is, and you're going to run into the problem where work is probably going to put more work on you because you're home and because you're at work essentially all the time. And, you know, then I think there will be a pushback from employees that's going, hey, I'd rather be in the office because, you know, I, I, I'm only used to working three three hours out of the eight-hour day of really getting work done. And now you're actually asking me, you're, you're putting double or triple the amount of work on me because I, I have the, the luxury of, of, of being at home. So we'll see where it lands. I ultimately, do I think... You need to be at the office. It depends. It depends. That's company specific, job specific. It's company specific, yeah. But the majority in my my estimation in the majority? Probably not. Not or in the year twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, not, not in the year twenty twenty one. Think about it. You live in a big city that yeah. has huge amount of traffic and you're traveling three, sometimes four hours a day in and out of traffic to go to to go to work. When in reality you could save that money on your gas, your time, all that stuff, and just work from home. Yeah. Hell no to the no, no, no. Uh, here's one specific for you, uh, Mr. Black. Logan said, uh, asks, Jeff, my group of friends and I are planning a trip to Vegas in November, going down from Canada. We are all in our mid-20s. What are some Vegas tips that you would recommend for a week 
of partying in Vegas. Oh, man. The tips? All right. Tip number one in Vegas. Don't pay for drinks. Gamble. So if you if you go to a slot machine at any virtually any casino on the Strip, put in $20 on a penny slot machine and hit the, hit the button, uh, spin button, once every 10, 15 minutes and just drink until you're hammered because they will give you. Tip number two is tip heavy on the first drink. There are tons of people doing what you do. When a waitress comes over or a waiter comes over and you ask for your drinks, tip them $10, $20 on the first drink and then tip them a couple of dollars each drink for your group. Obviously, if there's three or four of you, five of you, you know, tipping the tipping the waiter or waitress twenty dollars on the first drink, they will burn a hole in the carpet coming back to you every five ten minutes to make sure that you're good because you're tipping and virtually everybody else is only given a dollar. If you give them twenty bucks to start, and then say if there's five of you and you give five dollars every time they come around, they know they're gonna make a hundred dollars off you within the next two hours, so they're gonna keep coming back to you. So those are the, those are two quick tips. The other one is. Tip your um, your person that is checking you in. Don't go to a self checkout. Go to the to the front checkout. Set, slide them over twenty bucks, um, and they will a lot of the time upgrade your room. It's like a known thing in Vegas. You you give them twenty dollars. You slide them a twenty dollar tip. Suddenly, oh, a room at a higher level has come available. Oh, a, a strip view has come available. Oh. Um, such and such is come available. It just happens. So do that as well. Um, book your shows when you arrive. So for example, if you want to go to Circus de Soleil and they have it every night at 7 p.m., uh, make sure that you book it in advance. Try not to book the same day. If you're booking the same day, likely it will be sold out. You can also go down the strip and they'll have like 50% off kiosks on like shittier tickets if uh, events didn't sell out. So, you know, if you don't mind sitting further in the back, which, you know, Vegas shows are usually pretty small unless you're in the very big, big venues, you can see perfectly fine in anywhere at any time. They have screens. They have, you know, great sound. So you can get, you know, half price concert tickets or show tickets if you're willing to take uh, lesser seats because what they want to do is they want to fill Every show, they want it to be sold out every time. So um, the good tickets will go, and then uh, uh, outside of that, um, those are those are my same thing with restaurants. You're, you're gonna if you have a big group, if you have more than four people, you need to you need reservations ba- basically everywhere, man. Vegas is uh, Vegas is busy, busy, busy all the time. You want to get anywhere in Vegas, learn to tip. That city lives on tips. And that's that's it. And trust me, you're gonna spend you're gonna spend a little bit of money tipping people, but you're gonna get a way better experience, and you're gonna save more money. It's like investing money to make money. In Vegas, you invest the tip to save money in the long run. Because in Vegas, there's a lot of waiting, a lot of lineups, a lot of sitting around, and if you just spend a couple bucks up front, you're golden. So those are quick ones. Ah. Uh... Oh, and never stick your dick in a prostitute. Yeah, that's yeah. closely related to uh, sticking your dick in crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do one more. We're, we're pushing three hours on this bitch. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> sure, why not? We'll make it a quick one here. Some of you guys still had pretty good questions. You can send them in next week. Um, Jcam asks, Connor McGregor just read Jeff's tweet and wants to throw hands the next day. What do you do? I mean, if they want to pay me. <laughs> Go for the ankle! Yeah, hey, listen. Connor McGregor wants to throw down. You know, give me some of that Connor McGregor paper. I'll get knocked out real quick. <laughs> I don't care. Or do me like you did the old man in the bar, man. Just throw down and punch me in the face so I can sue you. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just outright, you know, how much money are you going to give me? We're going we're gonna to yeah. make this. I'll know? take a punch from anybody for enough money. Yeah. So it's a punch. I mean, it's going to, you know, if it's a really bad punch, it's just going to knock me out. I'm going to wake up sore. And rich. Uh, and rich. <laughs> so. Oh, geez. Connor didn't shut the fuck up at the end of that friggin' match, too. That, yeah, was, that was embarrassing. Show, man. Yeah, he's done. He's done ski. Yeah. That was fucking embarrassing. Embarrassing to watch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for this week's Technical Alpha. Thank you so much for stopping by. Hit the follow button here on Twitch if you haven't already. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell icon so you don't miss any of these. Uh, and, of course, if you have the time, head on over. Hit the like button. Uh, watch them. Uh, watch the podcast there if you if you want, and uh, leave a comment. Uh, and because uh, we love to see them, I mean, I, I still read pretty much every comment, so I'll be there. there You'll you see go. me there. I don't, uh, but that's okay. No, that's all right. I, Adam I got, does. I I do. I, we got that. We got that base covered. Uh, patreoncom slash TV if you want to help financially support the podcast. We will see you guys next week for more. And until then, peace. Peace. Thank you.